What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Welcome to the 92nd episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my blurry friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? Am I blurry this week? You're a little blurry. Uh, dang it. Damn it. Okay. It adds to the, uh, the, the delay in your movements on the live stream. It just makes it that much better. I'm on the bad internet, that's why. Oh, I, okay. I, well, I, I'm going to hit something and I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I love when we experiment on the podcast. Let's do it. While you're doing that, thanks Ace Tui for the two months of subs. We appreciate you. Yes, Wink is blurry. He's also gone. Am I oh, more there he's back. Now? You are clear. I'm oppressed. With what just happened. All right, yep. It, it matters worked. which internet I'm on. Yeah, for so sure. So how's it going? Um, yeah, up, so... Um, it's it's going to be an expensive week, I think. Because... Why do you say that? Um, as with the normal theme for me that I've talked about on this podcast, something else decided to break this week. And if you know me at all, it's like uh it's never something cheap, right? So it's not like it's not like uh I didn't step on a fork and bend it and then have to throw it away and get a new one. No. My Ford Escape that I've had since 2006 has decided the transmission decided it's time to uh give up the ghost and uh that ain't it good. is done done it's not it's not completely dead but when you drive it it goes up to like six five six hundred rpms before it switches into first gear or it's into second gear yeah so every time i drive it because i drive it to make sure my wife doesn't get stuck places but every time i drive it it's like just driving down the street in my neighborhood it's the revs are it's just redlining uh-uh. trying to get into second gear I'm like someday this is just going to die on me, and I'm going to have to buy a new car. Yeah, that it's sucks. a it's a good. Time. Uh, hopefully, you'll buy a Chevy next time rather than a Ford. Well, uh, my other car is a GMC Yukon XL, so there you go. I have That's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, that that, that Ford has like 125,000 miles on it. I can't complain because I've never had any, any engine trouble. So, except uh, for now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But I also wanted to... Sh- oh, well, first off, before I move on, how's your week been? Oh, it's been... Any car trouble? Fantastic. No, nothing really that exciting. I really don't have anything to say about what happened to me this week. So, yeah. For those of you in chat talking about my next car, uh, what I wish it was was a JMC DeLorean. That's that's all I've ever wanted my whole life. But uh, I don't somehow don't think buying an old, old, old car to replace my newer one would make my wife very happy. So if I once the kids are out of my house, I'm gonna find a DeLorean and just buy it and rebuild it and just be happy with that forever. Hey, there you go. Not a bad idea. <laughs> I love those things. Great idea, Doc Brown. <laughs> the, uh, so we wanted. To, I want to talk about something. And if you are trying to avoid solo Star Wars story trailers or anything about that movie before you see it, click off for maybe four or five minutes because I just wanted to show something in chat that I saw. It's ah, nothing yes. big. It's basically just trading cards for the new movie but it basically yeah, outlines really spoiler yeah exactly you just wanted to put it out there in case you were one of those people but uh let me bring this up so they put out these tops cards for the new movie with all the names of these characters and th- it, it hypes the movie up even more for me i don't know had you get uh, gotten a chance to look at these yet i did thanks to you telling me right before we started recording <laughs> First off, that awesome little droid that's always in the in the trailer movies, his name is L337. And I don't know if you know what L337 is in like the gaming world, but I thought that was pretty funny. I do not. It's basically elite speak, and that's one of the first words, L-E-E-T, for elite. Uh, I have seen that so before, th- that makes sense. Like, oh, 1337. So it's an L instead of a 1 here, but 1337 is usually... Yeah, I gotcha. It's pretty funny. But the, that droid looks awesome. Chewbacca, Han Solo are there. Lando. But then you got the Val, and then uh, the Mother of Dragons character is apparently named... Gyra? I don't know how you say that, but... Uh, yeah, pretty cool. But the, I think the coolest thing is finally... I'm pretty sure I could have looked it up on the internet, but I'm not searching out spoilers for this movie. But apparently the baddie's name is Infis Nest. So that's interesting. But that dude looks badass. He looks like a Tuscan, like a more badass Tuscan Raider to me. Yeah, Which, if you know me, I like Tuscan Raiders. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. There's also uh, a dude in here named Therm Scissor Punch. There's a good name. Therm Scissor Punch. Yeah, kind of little little odd on some of the names, but uh, definitely a lot of potential for characters to put in Swaga. So that's always a good sign. I can count at least one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe even seven that aren't in the game now in, in any capacity. So, but yeah, as said in chat and also in our uh, on on our guild and alliance chat, uh, they they. They did not get the range trooper's name right because they did not name him Pimp Trooper. So, 
whatever. Nice. <laughs> but last question for the intro. What are you drinking tonight, and is it water? Well, tonight it is not water. Tonight I'm having a lovely be- beer from Ale Asylum. It is called the Velveteen Habit. It is an India Pale Ale. It's a little hoppy for my taste, but it's not bad. What about I have you? that one in my fridge, actually. Oh, nice. I went, uh, I went old school, and I just went with my classic Golden Road Palisades Pineapple. I love it so much, and I bought some the, earlier today, and I wasn't thinking so. <laughs> Very nice. That's what I'm drinking tonight. It's good. It Does good. not sound too bad. Absolutely. Cool. So, well, why don't you hit us with that first sultry female drop? Hey guys, what did you do in Sloga this week? Well, I would like to say, this week in Swaga, we tackled another uh, heroic Sith raid, and I have something prepared to tell you how we did in said raid. You ready? I am so ready. I love smashing ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, smash that ass. Big tip might make it hard to smash that ass. Smashing that ass. <laughs> oh, we smashed that ass. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we finally got some Treya shards and took down the heroic Sith raid. It was pretty exciting. Uh, we got. Uh, hmm. We got pretty that, close last time, but. We made that it. Was good. That was. Uh, I got off work at 6 a.m. And we had just hit, we hadn't just hit phase four. We had hit phase four like 9 p.m. the night before. But of course, most of our guild is uh, is uh, U.S. So we only had like 60% of Darth Nihilus left about the time I was leaving work after my 12-hour shift. So we got home and we just keep, people kept, were waking up and kept fighting, trying to take down Nihilus or whatever. And then he finally went down and it was like, Oh crap! Yeah. We did it. This is the this is supposedly the easy part. So we all just started going nuts on the rest of it, and I said, "Oh man, it was nuts." I I should have been sleeping at that point because I was just so tired, and I had to I had to pick up my kids at you know within five hours of when I was by the time I they we were getting close to killing it. Yeah. I didn't I think I got an hour and a half of sleep before I had to go pick up my kids, so I did not sleep at all on Tuesday or Wednesday. Wow. But uh it was well worth it because that entire morning was just the thrill li- thrill ride of a lifetime. That was that was, was such a fun intense. day. Oh man. Yeah. So fun. Uh only I one mean, one was... downer to the whole thing, but the rest of it was awesome. What was the downer? And the downer didn't bother me at all because it didn't affect me. But that was the what everyone seems to know about at this point. But the phase four damage uh, bug. Yeah. So me and M four were in the top two spots on the raid. He was ahead of me a little bit, and I managed to be in whenever Darth Nihilus went down. So I got a little bit of a bonus there. And then at the end of the raid, 
Flint Jack just happened to be in wherever the whole thing went down. And he got like a two million bonus, and he ended up jumping both of us and stole some of our Treya shards. But uh, <laughs> I would have finished number one, ended up finishing number two. But I, hey, I got fully crafted uh, multi tool. That was pretty exciting. Got my ten Treya shards and the the rewards. But yeah, go ahead and tell us what you think about the rewards. So I will say this much. The better chance of getting a bunch of fully crafted is pretty nice. The ones that don't become fully crafted kind of suck because there's not very much. But the chance at a more than one is pretty good. And if you're looking at, like, everyone was posting their uh, rewards in uh, guild chat. And I noticed something, and I, I brought it up to you. Yep. And as people kept posting these rewards, it kept... It kept coming true and truer and truer. It was really weird. So I'd say probably out of 20 people posting their rewards, that maybe that 16 out of those 20, the middle spot, so let's say there's nine pieces of gear there, the middle one inside that square for 16 out of 20 people was a fully crafted piece. Yeah, that was kind of And it was that specific spot. It was crazy. Yep. Um, So I'm thinking... You know, if we can find, if we can start, you know, farming this thing, hopefully we can do this just again and keep it going all the way through. But that's the plan. I'm really interested in seeing if that middle spot is a spot where fully crafted show up. Cause yeah. that's a good question. Yeah. I'm really curious to see. I was talking to somebody else in our Discord chat that was telling me somebody in their guild had like gotten two. Or two raids in a row had gotten like five or six fully crafted pieces. I was like, that is insane. That would be amazing. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But man, yeah, it was great actually getting some good rewards. There were several people that got, you know, multiple crafted pieces. And then all the salvage that you get, even though the bulk of salvage that I got was stuff I had quite a bit of, unfortunately. It's really nice getting a decent amount of salvage, you know, um... In those rewards, I, they're really good. Uh, yeah, see, okay. One thing I didn't really think about as much for when we were talking about raid rewards is that the, at least with gear 12 pieces, not so much with the older pieces where that require 50 of something, but the, the new gear 12 ones, they don't require half as, well, they require more a little more than half as many, but they don't require 50. So the amount you uh-huh. get there is a little better off than like some of the older gear 11 pieces, but so yes, that I makes told, it a little better. I told you to this me. in our argument, I gave you the percentages of crafted pieces last time. No, I'm not talking about crafted pieces. I'm talking about no, I, that, for that, yeah. Like the amount of, Oh, you're talking about like, the other point I made. Yes. Okay. Well, well like, you know if what? Getting three out of Watch 30. As I slam my head versus, against my dresser yeah. or uh, cabinet over here. It won't hurt. <laughs> Because I'm hard-headed, so <laughs> it's all good. I, I, I'm i a hard-headed man. Yeah, that, that you are, indeed. All right, yeah. so uh, the other thing was the Shattered Order and Cantina Vizsla had a little bit of a showdown because we were doing the Heroic Raid the same day. So what we decided to do was we were going to take the best Phase 1, the best Phase 2, the best Phase 3, and the best Phase 4 from each each podcast and combine the best of those and see who had the higher total. 
well done, Cantina Vizsla guys. However, we ended up winning by 400,000, I believe. I do believe so. I think the final score was... Hold on, let me bring it up here. Final Wait. score was 7,561,000... 000... Or, sorry. <laughs> Terrible maths. 7,561,000 to 7,187,000. Nice. So, yeah. Very interesting. And it was funny because Stan and you both had the higher scores in 1, 3, and 4. And then me and Sparrow had the higher scores in 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, and I think uh, phases 1 and 2 were both... Or all the scores taken were done with Ray Jedi training teams, if I recall correctly. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Good stuff. So, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, super exciting the week this week. Trying to dig in right now. So, yeah, and pretty fun. So, a tip for, like, if your guild isn't sure if you're ready for Heroic, if you think you might be ready for Heroic, if you think you're getting close at all, one thing we figured out was we had to do it multiple times in a row because doing the tier six isn't much of a gauge for whether you're going to be heroic or not. There's so much that's different as far as speed, turn order, health, um, various mechanics like um, death mark. Like it's nowhere near as effective in heroic because of the lower health pool. It's really important that if you think you're close, just hit it and start hammering away at it. Because it was incredible how much more efficient we became every single time we've done it. And, you know, we're on to our second one that we think we're going to beat. And, I mean, we are just cruising through phases one and two because people have done it, you know, three or four times now. And they have a good understanding of the mechanics, what's going on how it's working, what a good run is, and everything like that. So that is incredibly important. I think it's less about uh, if you can beat Tier 6 in a certain amount of time versus, you know, having the teams to actually be able to tackle Heroic. You know, if you have 40 Red Jedi training teams and you have a good amount of the, you know, Death Trooper Han teams for Phase 3 and, you know, some Night Sisters. Like, you're probably good, but... Uh, I would say the yeah. most important thing and the one that people overlook, at least I did, is the Night Sisters team for Phase 4 because They're that's, really good, yeah. They're really good, and if you don't have JTR there, you either need those Night Sisters or a First Order with crew lead yep. there... To take down Darth Nihilus. Because once Darth Nihilus is gone, the it whole thing flies. falls apart. Yeah. So, but getting to that point, if you don't have a good group of Night Sister teams, it's going to, or even First Order crew led teams, it's going to be tough. So, yeah. Indeed. It's. Well, what have you been up to this week? Besides well, kicking heroic butt. Uh, besides kicking kicking some uh kicking some tray ass i have mainly <laughs> been preparing characters to smash tray ass and you know that was primarily daka night sister acolyte and scarefront pathfinder i've been working on remodding those characters and i also remodded my leia uh just kind of getting those ready and 
adding a little bit of survivability. I'm on the fence about the Zeta for DACA. Uh, I think one of our questions later in our Q&A is going to ask us about Zetas, but I've kind of been on the fence about her. I may or may not do her. I can't really decide. Uh, she, you know, it's really beneficial for the team. Allows a lot of survivability and allows you to go all the way to Enrage. Or, you know, has a good chance at allowing you to go all the way to Enrage. But, uh, yeah, just that's pretty much it. It's been kind of fun. So, Scareformable Pathfinder, I have been trying to maximize his health and uh, just raw damage since mm-hmm. he has health still. And then with, you know, Leia and Night Sister Acolyte, I've been trying to maximize just their raw offense because they really do not need speed which means putting offense primaries, uh, you know, on the arrow, the plus, and then, you know, uh, either crit damage or crit chance on the triangle. So that's been a lot of fun, sorting through mods, finding what has the best offense and all that sort of stuff, and then trying to get them modded properly. Uh, Spent probably more time than I should doing that. And then this week, uh, I altered my arena team a little bit. I'm now using RJT with BB-8, R2, Holdo, and General Kenobi. I dropped Hermit Yoda. I was very sad to do that, but I didn't have still any mods off of him, so it really wasn't that big of a deal. My GK kind of stays modded, so that was a good thing. What? Well, that's a good thing about GK, right? You really don't have to switch his mods around too much because not everyone uses what he uses. Yeah, exactly. I kind of, I, I think I have like a health, a defense, and a tenacity set on him, and you know, a couple protection primaries. And he's just kind of, he's well rounded for what he does, and because he's so well rounded, he fits in every team. There's no way to change the way you use him in a particular team. Yeah, for sure. Well, as far as I go. Talking about that Night Sister team and having a Phase Four team, I immediately have started. Was I'll go back to where I was? So I was I was gearing up a Resistance Trooper and Ray, um, but in in the spots where it, I needed raid gear for those pieces and everything else, I started going back and gearing my Ewoks because I like the Ewoks. I think they're a fun team, but they really don't have. A large presence or damage output so far that people have shown or I've seen for this heroic raid. So I switched off the Ewoks to uh, the Night Sisters, but I don't have two of the original Night Sisters at Seven Star yet, and that includes Acolyte and Talia. So I just finished Gar Saxon in the Cantina Farms, and I was I really wanted to move to ISC just to finish off the. 16 energy nodes because I think I have 185 shards on ISC left to finish him off. But I'm about uh, I went, at that same spot with him actually. Yeah, so that 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 would be it for me for 16 energy nodes, and I'd be completely happy with that. But the I went to Acolyte instead, and it's holy crap! I've been so I last three things I farmed in Cantina: Sith Assassin, or sorry. Sith Trooper, uh, Sith Assassin to 70 out of 100 to use the daily logins or whatever, and then Gar Saxon. So, for like the last four months, I've been, uh, so like for the last four months, I've been farming 16 energy nodes, right? Which can be very disheartening. Uh, 
Yes. Well, I'm I'm farming Acolyte now, and that's an eight energy node. And holy crap, the difference between an eight and a sixteen is just astronomical. Because I think I started Night Sister Acolyte at sixty five out of eighty five, and I'm already after three days at uh, thirty out of a hundred. So it's it's yeah. nice. So after I finish Acolyte, I'm going to go to Talia and get her because she's at twenty one out of eighty five, I think. So and Talia is on the first. The first stage, I think, stage yeah. one. So yeah, those eight energy farms they go really quick. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago whenever I was finishing up Talia and Acolyte, and I mean, it was just a few days to finish them up. It was pretty nice. I mean, I'm sure you'll yeah. have both of them finished by next week. Hopefully, I don't get to gearing them up for for the uh, phase four of the heroic raid, but. Another thing I was doing, um, I I don't fight in phase one. All our guys can take care of it, and I'm totally fine with that. Might not be the best for damage rankings that way, but I feel more comfortable using my RJT in phase two, so I just wait for our guys to finish off phase one and do that. But I also use uh, old Ben. I call it the old Wampa team, but... I don't know if it has another name that other people talk about, but the old Ben led Wampa team for phase two and uh, everyone on that team I have is either gear 10 or higher, except for old Ben, the leader. And uh, it'd be nice if I could get him to taunt and last a little bit longer than he does at gear nine. So I've been gearing up uh, old Ben a little bit too, to, to get him a little more survivability there and get to some better damage. I, th- I posted in pod chat that, my um screenshot of my damage because i think i got three and a almost three and a half percent with the old wampa team nice um with a gear nine old bin because of uh but the funny thing in the screenshot is like 1.5 million damage and 1.4 million of that was wampa (laughs) wow pretty awesome but uh yeah so i'm gearing old bin for that team and that's pretty much all i've been doing this week besides territory wars and finishing off the light side territory battle and everything else. So, so yeah, it's going pretty good. I'm kind of curious on that team as far as, is it the turn meter gain that's helpful with the old bin lead? Just allowing Wampa to go more? The, the turn meter gain along with the, uh, the dodge, because I can't tell you how many times, um, Sabine was able to stay alive because she dodged um, Scion and was able to get more armor shreds up. So that was nice. And then I just kept feeding her uh, health and protection from Thrawn and an extra turn to bring down the armor shred uh, cooldown. So I I think I had five armor shreds on Scion at that point and Wampa was just going nuts. That's that's pretty awesome. And you said you've been getting about three and a half percent. Yeah, three and a half percent. Not bad. So not too shabby. And like most Def said, also with the old Ben, he still gives all those. There's less buffs now since his rework, but he still gives all those buffs when he dies. So gear nine isn't too too terrible because you get those buffs a little bit faster. But I don't mind waiting a little while to get them. Yeah. So. So I, I actually took an idea from that team, you know, because that team uses Thrawn, and 
I've been, or at least tonight, I tested I tested several variations of my Phase 2 team, but I ended up doing a lay a lead with Thrawn, Scarecrow, Pathfinder, Hermit Yoda, and Sabine. And Thrawn actually adds quite a bit to that team. You know, keeping, basically being able to spell offense up, give the turn meter, and stuff like that. I had a, I think I was around 4.5% on a run. And I was like, oh, I can do better than that. I never ended up doing better. And then I forgot that, you know, I only had Hermit Yoda and Leia left and Leia died. And then it posted my score. So uh, I think I got one, I got 1.6 on that run. So it wasn't bad, but that team seems to be quite a bit more consistent. So that's kind of nice. Nice. Well, maybe next time you can keep the four, four and a half percent one. Yeah, it'd be a lot better, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sweet. Right. Well, we talked about this coming this week, last week when we talked about dev blogs, but we got another dev blog at the beginning of this week. So let's so let, let's pretend that's our update for this week. How about that? How about that? That sounds great. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Cool. So, dev blog update on Monday about Sith Triumphant Raid Rewards. Pretty sweet. I would say that this is, uh, there's some stuff in in the notes I forgot to even write, but uh, we'll get to that too. I'll remember to talk about it because it's something we've ranted about consistently on this podcast so first up it's slated this update to the rewards is slated for next week uh just for the sith raid so these raid reward updates are slated for the sith triumphant raid next week um april 11th is the day that a lot of people think that's coming out and i think that's based on some other things that are coming out next week that are coming on april 11th so well i think it's because they said that they were changing that 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 day did they i i only said that i wasn't completely sure because i couldn't remember where or when they said it technically what they said was the next update is going to be on april 11th and they said that the raid chain the raid reward changes are going to come with the next update so one can then infer that two plus two equals eight exactly yes see maths all right exactly So that's coming next week for the Sith Raid, but if you were looking for Heroic AET or Pit changes, they said those are slated for the coming months. So this will only happen for the Sith Raid at first, but it'll be coming uh, later for the Heroic AET and the Pit as well. So overall overall Raid rewards are going to be changed and shifted, and uh, it's going to start with the Sith Raid and then move its way backwards to the, the older Raids, so... I, for one, am excited about this. Now, in this post, they had some other information that didn't have anything to do with raid rewards. So we'll cover that, well, and then we'll go into the raid rewards part. Oh, so we're going to come well, back you said to raid but? rewards. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of just going down what the uh, the update notes said. Okay. Um, let me sure. get them up on the screen here. Um. All right, so we've talked about that, and... The next thing on the list is the Mythic Thrawn event that is coming slated for around April 11th. It could be upper back a couple days. 
Mythic Thrawn, we have not had that yet. I'm all about Mythic anything, so to get another new one, I'm all about it. I am too. They're actually challenging, they're kind of fun, and not to mention, I mean, mods. Hello. I do like mods. I, I yeah, You know, it's funny, with the way the game has been recently, I haven't missed farming mods at all. The new... The new you know, temporary mod store and the way it is, along with all the mods they give out as rewards for things lately. Yeah, I've I've been getting enough to be satisfied without actually farming them. Yeah, me too. Which I, wasn't the case in the past, so Yeah, I've completely quit farming and I'll go back to farming mods once I actually finish all the characters from the Cantina store because as of right now, I mean, I get better mods from the mod store, so what's the point in actually farming them and spending crystals there? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to... And it's such a... An, an, it's better than it used to be. The way it used to be, where there wasn't even a 100% chance you would get a mod for each energy spent, was terrible. And then on top of that, you would... if you, To the odds of getting a good mod in with a, like a 33% drop rate on that mod was just bad then they upped it to 100 percent. but even getting those 100 percents, finding one with a speed secondary you liked was still even harder so now you can just refresh the you know the mod store for 15 crystals and all you want if you have the credits and grab the ones you want there with the best chance to get better speed on them and it's just a better way to do it in my opinion yeah so. i don't really disagree with you so we uh, we intentionally had our podcast tonight so we don't interfere with the very important event that is coming tomorrow, April 6th, at 12 p.m. Pacific time. If you don't get That's your right. questions answered here, you can get your questions answered there. And that is CG doing their Q&A again. So they did the one on St. Patrick's Day, and now they're doing it again. So if you have any questions for them, go hit that up. Uh they I've might got, know more than us, maybe. There's a chance. So they might, yeah. if, if we can't answer your question, they might be able to. So, there's Maybe. That. Not that they will <laughs> answer, but you never know. We'll always answer if we can, but they may not. So, I mean, I've got a whole list of questions, literally. Have a document full of questions that I would love to ask them. Maybe some of those will get answered. Maybe we'll be able to ask them Sometime soon. We'll see. We will see. Pretty cool, though, with the dev blog reward. So they gave out a reward for the first three dev blogs, and then they gave out another reward on Monday for the dev blog, and it was 1,000 crystals. A whole 1K crystal. Pretty stoked. That's a pretty I mean, good reward. that's not bad. That's, I mean, okay. I th- I thought that uh, a, a full Carbonti was was the full Monty, but uh, apparently not. Well, let's crystals. be honest though. This is not a full Carbonti. A full Carbonti would be fourteen hundred crystals. This is yeah, true, true. Whatever percentage of that that is eighty two or something. I don't know. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm very happy with it. So, whenever uh, 
whenever I seen the thousand crystals, like I, I was thinking there was something wrong or something along those lines. I don't think they've ever given out that many crystals before, have they? Not that I can recall, at least. Uh, I think they have. It's just been a really long time. Hmm. Interesting. So, it's just, they don't give out that much often. So, I'll take it for sure. It's not chewy shards, so we're pretty much in a better place. That's a good point. I wouldn't have minded chewy shards, though. I mean, shard drop currency. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Shard shop currency is a good thing to have these days, so I can deal with that, too. Indeed. But... But right. but but so let's let's talk about these uh these raid reward changes. Sounds like a plan. So let me go over. So the first they have a few points here in the whole thing. I'm gonna start at point number one, and that is improved underlying quality of gear drops. So across all Sith raid tiers, and especially beginning in tier four, the underlying contents of the Sith raid mystery boxes have been revamped. Mystery boxes at tier four and above are now overwhelmingly focused on more difficult to obtain gear salvage and are more narrowly focused on the gear needs of guilds working towards completing the tier in question one to two times a week. So the idea there is basically we're going to try to up the rewards a little bit and give you what you need to continually gear the people in the Sith raid that are needed to keep you progressing up the tiers of the Sith raid. That's a relief. Yeah, because you're always looking, there are certain pieces of gear you're always looking for and never seem to get right. Like for example, pit raid, 700 people need a freaking droid collar to get to the next gear level. So tell us how you really feel. It's nice that they're, Tell us how, yeah. Yeah. I have, I still have 500 <laughs> boombox salvage. I have zero, I have, a, I don't have enough to make a single, um, I don't have enough to make a disc, I don't have enough to make a droid collar, and I don't have enough to make a furnace. But I have 500 boombox salvage. I, I actually have quite Love a bit that. of furnace at this point, and then I have a decent amount of, no, not a decent amount, but I have like, Enough to actually craft a disc, but I'm I'm in the same boat on droid collars. Not in a good spot. Yeah, droid collars are probably the worst of the four. Yeah, they are. They're a pain. So, yeah, they're leveling out the gear drops. Um, so, the mystery boxes will all be the same quantity, regardless of rank in the raids. And it's a little bit more... Uh, uniform chance of getting something good that's it's a big relief so i i think this is kind of one of those things that really ends up compounding if you're one of those people that finishes in the bottom half of your uh you know of your guild in the raids then you're not getting the gear to advance everybody nearly as quickly so you're always going to be finishing in the bottom of those raids Hopefully by them flattening out the gear drops, it'll allow everybody to be a little bit more level. Um, and then, you know, they are changing the way the incentives work, you know, with the 
with the geardrops by increasing and rescaling the guild currency. So what they're going to do is they're upping the currency by about 20%. Uh, The top five spots are going to be up significantly more than that. So that's... Where are you? I am on... Oh, I see where you are. Yes. Uh, You jumped down to step three. Well, I mean, we covered all of it. We didn't, though. But I'll let you continue, and then I'll go back to the most important thing. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so they're changing what gear you get in a lot of the tiers, like tier five and six, uh, to get gear that will help you move up and finish those next tiers. That's essentially the idea. And then the guild event tokens have been increased as well, and... This was something that was really interesting. Specifically, it says, Guild event token payouts have been increased and are now more broadly available. More broadly available? I'm kind of curious exactly what that means. Does that just mean what they specify here? Uh, Taking it from Tier 5 down to Tier 3, that you'll start getting those? Or is this a little bit more general? Like, I I would like to see them add those to the other raids, perhaps? That would be nice. To what? Add them to what? To the previous raids, like the Heroic AAT and the Rancor. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. That would be nice. That might actually be something they're talking about doing since they're adding these changes in a way to the other raids as well. Yeah. So you want to know the big important thing that we skipped right over? Yeah. Okay, now I'll just read it here in my excited voice. All right, you ready? Oh, this should be good. Mystery boxes at Tier 4 and above have removed all challenge gear and other gear likely to be highly stockpiled by experienced level 85 players from the salvage rewards. I did miss that part. That is true. That's not that important. A handful of extremely difficult challenge gear pieces, such as the Mark III Carbonti, may remain, or it's not may, remain in the chance for fully crafted pieces. So you're not going to get salvaged anymore. Okay, you got to give up something to get all that crap out of there. But hey, you still got a chance at a full one. I'm okay with that because they didn't take it out completely. You can still get a full one. You get a full one. You're happy about that. But the rest of that crap that we have stockpiled thousands of that we don't need, no longer there. Don't give it to me. I don't want it. Thank God. I wish they would increase the chance of actually getting a Carboni. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know sure. they're leaving it in there as a fully crafted, but you won't get salvage for it anymore. You'll only get fully crafted pieces. But I hope that they increase that percentage because I have like 100 Carbonis right now. I got two characters that need stun guns, which each takes a Carbani, so I just... Man, it's brutal. Yeah, uh, it's nice that they're going to leave in, like, stun guns. They're going to leave in, like, stun cuffs and Carbantes. All the stuff that, you know, is, is, is rough on your roster. But all that crap that we don't need, gone. Thank you. Oh, so nice. They listen. It's gone. I I didn't think that would ever happen. I really didn't. Dude, 
they they've been doing some stuff that and talking, you know, regardless of what you think about the way they've talked or, you know, professional professionality, that's not a word. But how how they did the talking, they do listen. So they are taking our concerns into account and putting those into action. So I'm yep. freaking stoked about this. I, I love all, all these raid reward changes in general so far. I don't think I've seen a part of it that uh, A, doesn't make sense, and B, it doesn't benefit benefit us. So yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, so something else that I liked, this was the last point on there, is they're kind of talking about, you know, rewards for top position stuff. And they're talking about, you know, top, you know, top people finishing in the raid are going to be getting, you know, double the guild and guild event token currency, which is really, really exciting. Um, this is kind of what we've been asking for. I mean, we want the currency to be able to go buy the gear that we need. So, not only are they giving you more gear by leveling out the boxes, they're also giving you more currency. So, you want to talk about quality of life? This is a quality of life update. This is the quality of uplight that we deserve. Right? That we deserve. Fight the power. Yeah. I figure that's what you were going for. Maybe we should know. get our pitchforks and our, 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 what do you call those things with the fire on them? Torch? Torch, yes, torches. That's what people with in angry mobs have, right? Yeah. Maybe in the 1900s. Yeah, of course. Anyways. <laughs> well, I'm pulling raisins from the dirt, all right? I, I, I don't can know tell. what I'm doing here. I don't know what that means, but sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, why don't we go ahead uh, go ahead into the road ahead and I'll play this. Always in motion the future is. To the calendar we must look. Damn dirty ape had a really good point in live chat. Uh make quality of life great again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so we All right, will. So let's back on topic. We're talking about roadhead, a road ahead. Sorry, <laughs> we're talking about roadhead. Really? <laughs> how, how was your week, Dan? Just, just <laughs> curious. <laughs> oh, All right. Anyway, this. Um, <laughs> road ahead this is something we talked about we saw Greedo as the login character for April and we all instantly assumed we knew and we were right that the bounty hunters are being reworked in April and I couldn't be more excited about it dude So Boba Fett getting a second rework this is pretty exciting so Bubba Fett, IG88, Greedo, and Dangar are all getting reworks. It's the original trilogy, Bounty Hunters. And what I'm assuming and really kind of hoping 
that they will do something more with thermal detonators. Greedo's the only character of these four that's getting reworked that uses the thermal detonator. So I'm really hoping that they do something with that and that that allows Sam to also kind of get a little bit of an upgrade as well. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Dangar is getting a new leader ability, which is freaking amazing. And this is all supposed to be. You know what? This I would. I'm, I'm willing to bet that he's going to be the guy that you. To make it easier, they're probably making him a new leader ability to have the free reign to change, make a completely new leader ability for bounty hunters and not have to re- totally rework the leader ability on Boba Fett, but just add one to Dingar that makes him viable as the leader of. Uh, of um, the bounty hunters because Dengar is a really he's a really interesting character. He's an older bounty hunter. He's one that's been around a long time. And if if you looked in the lore, I'm pretty sure he has a lot of history that most people don't even think or know about. So it's good that uh, it's interesting that he's the one that was chosen. Um, if you're talking about lore, I would think that he was one of the more well-respected bounty hunters. So, makes sense he gets the leader ability, I think. But, I do think, I think on your other point about Zam, if I were to look at the bounty hunters beyond Boba Head, Boba Head, Boba Head? <laughs> Who the hell is Boba Head? Something, keeping going. Boba Fett, beyond Boba Fett, Zam Wessel is the only one I would have think that didn't need a, uh, a rework. She's probably the closest to a complete good character in that faction that there is. So the fact Besides she's Boba. not being reworked because she's not OT, then uh, yeah, it, it, that, it, that'll that be fine depending on what these changes are. So yeah, And I kind of think no. these changes will actually make those other characters good again or decent whatever because when you rework that big of a part of a faction it it inherently makes the rest of the faction pretty good generally that's how it's historically worked so you know we'll see uh but the biggest thing is contracts i don't know if any of you are lawyers out there but contracts are really important just about every aspect of life and even for the bounty hunters They care a hell of a lot about their contracts. And there's a new mechanic called contracts. We don't really know much about it. We just know they mentioned it. Uh, What they kind of said was there's like... You can target a character, and if you kill the character a certain way, you get some bonus. And that was about all they said so, it, it, so the question is: Is it is it an inbox bonus after the fight's over? Like a contract? You killed the contract. Here's an kind of like an achievement reward. So, like, okay, uh, the contract for this character when he's in a battle is to kill a rebel. You killed a rebel. Congratulations. Okay. Here's thirty thousand credits, or here's ten crystals, or whatever. Or is it you killed a rebel? Everyone gets speed up buff, or you killed a this everyone gets a tenacity up buff or, you know, something like that. Like, I don't understand how exactly this is going to work, but it's really intriguing to me because, and the question is, and is it really, is it something you kill or do you need to have a full team using 
these five characters, and if they kill a character at all, they get this bonus. I, I don't understand. There was no information that was completely given to explain it, but there's a lot of interesting ideas that you can go with with this. Yeah, for uh, sure. So I have two thoughts, and they're on completely opposite spectrums. So my first thought about this whole contracts thing was, in this game, this game has never been about stuff that you do in battle giving you stuff outside of that. Like, you don't go into a battle win and get, you know, experience or bonus points or credits or whatever from doing that. That's not the type of game that Swaga is. Mm-hmm. That being said, the way they talked about it made me kind of curious if maybe that's changing. And if they... I, I mean... In-game bonuses, as far as, like, speed up and buffs and stuff like what you are talking makes the most sense. However, they did specifically mention that this is not a team that's going to be, like, arena-worthy. It's, it's more about the way you use the team. It's not going to work very well on defense. So, that kind of makes me think that there is an actual chance of it being PvP pve specific and allowing some sort of bonuses like what you're talking about as far as being able to you know put a contract on somebody and then if you execute it in a certain way you get some sort of bonus for it you get whether it's bonus damage or bonus credits crystals gear mods ability upgrades whatever I think that would be incredibly interesting. It would be a new mechanic that would, you know, that would give you a different way to play in raids and galactic war and stuff like that. As far as, you know, actually that's a great way to make galactic war relevant again. In fact, would be if you get bonuses for doing specific things with these characters. Oh yeah. Go into galactic war every time with your bounty hunters to get all the extra bonuses and rewards. Yep. You don't have to do it. You can always sim it if you want to, yep. but if you don't, if you want to get some extra stuff, play some Galactic Wars. Because well, literally, I have played zero Galactic War nodes since it became simmable. No need. Like, literally found that button to be a savior of time and annoyance forever. For and sure. I know people that didn't even do Galactic War. They'd go into the first one, back out, collect the daily and then just never think about it because they just hated galactic war that much. But like this would make that, that idea right there would make me think about doing galactic war again. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you. Uh, Ace Tui put a interesting comment in the chat about, you know, in game battles do give experience and credits and stuff. However, you can sim those and still get the same amount of stuff. Something like this actually requires you playing the game. It, it wouldn't be simmable. And that's why I think this is an actual possibility. Because it does actually require you to get in the game and play to a specific strategy. Possibly based on what they said. So, 
you know, maybe it'll be that, and maybe it'll just be bonuses for the characters in that battle, like buffs and everything else in the game is. But it it would be cool to see a new mechanic, like a new actual thing in the game. So we'll see. Let's. I know that there's a Q and A question dealing with the survey, so I'm not going to ask anything other than what you just reminded me of. And we can talk about the other stuff in the QA part. But when they asked about other types of mechanics slash features or whatever, you you filled out the survey, right? I did. So when it asked the last question, asked you to write in something about, you know, a mechanic or a feature or something that you were interested in seeing in the game. Did you write anything in there? Probably. Do you remember what you wrote? No. All right. Well, I can tell you what I did, and it's kind of interesting to go along with this idea of contracts. Um, only, but this is more of a if this if it was something that rewarded you something in your inbox after you finished the battle, I think it would be interesting with the idea that I put, and it was something that I brought up um, back when we were trying to figure out what territory battles were when we didn't know what they were. But that was the uh, the the missions idea. You remember me talking about missions? I kind of do. Yep. So you had, uh, you know, here's a five-minute mission, here's a 30-minute mission, here's a hour mission, and here's a four-hour mission. And you would send your dudes off, and when uh, by the end of that mission, they either, depending on who you put on to send sent that way, would uh, succeed or fail, and you won gear or you won credits or whatever you, you did for sending them on the mission. I think we that, talked about this whenever Territory War was announced, and we were thinking that could be a possibility as an addition in Territory War. Yeah, it was one of the, it was either TB or TW. I can't remember, but I, I put that in there as the feature that, I would that's like. That's why I meant Territory Battle, not War. Okay, Sorry. I didn't. I I figured you meant Territory Battles because PVE. There's no PVE there, so I don't know why we would talk about it there, but. Yeah, TB. So, like, the uh, that was the feature I put in there. But this is kind of like that in a way where it's a way you can play the game but still earn extra rewards outside of just doing a normal battle. You know what I mean? So, it'd be interesting. But, uh, so you're gone. So, while you're gone, I'm going to talk about the coolest thing from this Road Ed post, and that is the fact that, holy crap, Boba Fett's best bud... One of the coolest bounty hunters there is. There's a whole guild named after them. It's a pun. It's a pun, so I don't know how much they love them or if they just went with a pun. But uh, that is, if anyone's in Who's the Bosk is listening to this podcast, let me know. Because I want to know how excited you are for this announcement. But the Trando Shan bounty hunter Bosk is coming to the game. And holy crap, man, I'm super stoked. And, and, and we don't know a whole ton about him at all. We know he's probably going to have the contracting worked into his kit. Um, we also know that he will be the first taunting tank that is involved with the bounty hunter faction. So uh, they now have a they now have a tank. They don't have a healer anywhere, which may come eventually. Right now, they're going to have a tank to go with all the reworks of the original trilogy, trilogy bounty hunters, and 
You know what? Just thinking about it, Bosk as a character, if you just look at the dude, it makes sense that he's a taunting tank because he's just a big lizard, big lizard dude. He kind of reminds me of Godzilla in a way. Godzilla reminds me of or, Reptile uh, from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it, it makes sense that he's a tank to me. And I'm, I, I, I can't wait to see this dude's kit. I, I like, this is going to sound stupid and people are going to make fun of me. Like, why would you ever want to spend that type of money on this game? But I'm invested in this game. Obviously I, we're approaching a hundred episodes of this podcast. I play that game religiously every day on two accounts. Uh, there's a lot about this game. I love I've been th- trying to find a character that was worth it to spend money on. And I'm thinking, in, in the, for the Sith raid, they got all those bounty hunter bonuses. Bounty hunters are being reworked. I'm trying to figure out, you know, once I see this dude's kit, is he going to be the one that's worth spending money on? And I know about 80% of you are going to say, no, none of them are worth spending that much money on. But I love Bosk, the character. And I love those bounty hunters. I love all the bounty hunter scenes in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really hoping this dude's going to be awesome. And yeah. I'm really hoping that having him gives you a good damage output in the new raid. So if you watch, there was a video, a Q&A video put out by Arnold 101 today. Sorry, Arnold T 101 today in an interview with uh, CG Carry and Top Hat um, about Bosk and... Uh, they said that he's built more... T- these reworks are built more probably to be PvE in nature as opposed to arena. So you, you aren't going to have to worry too much about them invading your arena and just making Palpatine uh, history and chasing the next bounty hunter meta. Maybe. But I mean... They said, they said it's possible. They said that it might be the one, but they were there in... In their head, the biggest thing was trying to make them a PvE viable team through these reworks. And if you know me, I do like Arena, but I don't like... It's not my number one concern. PvE is always my number one concern. And if Boss can make a good raid team, I'm super stoked to have him in this game. Yeah, totally agree. But I mean, what did just... you, you think when you saw that he was the guy? Because reworks were coming. We knew probably there was going to be a new character. There were a lot of characters people could think of for bounty hunters. Let's say Ara Singh, Bosk, uh, Forlom, Zuckus, uh, lots of them. There's tons in the Clone Wars, which I'm sure you don't know half of them are. No. Bausch, Leah as Bausch, that's a bounty yeah. hunter. I mean, there's there's tons of them. But uh, I think my number one character that I figured would come into this game if Bounty Hunters got reworked was Bosk. And to see him confirmed, especially with his sweet art, if you look at this, you look on the live stream, just that picture they put up of him. He's kind of awesome Looks awesome. Dude, I love Bosk. The dude's awesome. So how do you feel about him being introduced? Um, I... I'm not sure. I, I I'll be honest. Of all all of these announcements, the thing I'm most excited about is the Boba Fett rework. Uh, I'm I'm great with 
boss coming to the game. I'm always excited about new characters, but the reworks is what I am far more excited about. We'll see how Bosk is. You know, Taunting Tank is going to be pretty interesting. I mean, it's obviously something that they need. So, what were you about to say? Here's a thought. Okay? This has not happened yet. A character with a Zeta that's being reworked. What do you think the odds are that they would change the ability that has the Zeta? I say zero chance. That's a good question. So I've been thinking about this because I do have a Zeta on Boba and it's his unique. That's the only one he has, but it you know gives him the protection recovery whenever he kills somebody. I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't. I, a Lewis, they wouldn't want know. another Barris. They definitely don't want another Barris. Yeah. You see, you, you've already people have put that Zeta on there and enjoyed it for so long. If you were to change what it did and, and somehow it was worse, even though you thought it would be better, there would be huge public outcry about that. So I don't know. I don't know unless they're adding another Zeta onto Boba Fett. I don't know how much of his rework is going to be that crazy. You know. Unless they, unless he's the first dude to get a Zeta on his basic. Yeah. There are no Zetas on basic. I'm not making that up, right? I don't think there are any zeta basics. No, there are uniques that impact the basics, like it binds all things for Commander Luke Skywalker. That's one. But well, the first one I thought of was uh, Han Solo, double tapping all the time. But that's yeah. his unique. Yeah, but... I mean, that is his basic, because it doesn't affect his special. I mean... Yeah. So, yeah, they they do basics by giving them on their uniques. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I, 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 I'm really, I'm really excited for this rework, and we talked about it. There's, there's plenty of reworks that we think are needed, and this was the one that I, we thought was... No, I'm talking for both of us here. I'm pretty sure you agree with me that the number one needed rework was Bounty Hunters. I mean, we were told our guild, yes, we like extra special mission currency, but no, Bounty Hunters suck. Don't worry about gearing them as a priority. Wait until they're reworked, and then we'll work on them. And uh, that's one of the reasons, because they have so much stuff that they're involved in, especially, and then the Sith Raid came out, and they had bonuses in there, and it's like, they suck. Why are there bonuses there? It was pretty much a precursor to know that they were the next rework. So I think we pretty much nailed it on the head there that they were going to be the next rework, and here they are. So I'm excited to see them. And something else is how terrible they are in Dark Side Territory Battles. They have a specific node where you get currency, and they're kind of terrible. I mean, you can beat them in low gear, and you just have to be incredibly strategic about about it and have them mod it properly. But it is certainly beatable, but it's not beatable on the same level that most other similar events are. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's too surprised about this. But something else. I mean, I would assume we're getting a bounty hunter with a new movie. You would think that the whole movie would be about him fighting with some bounty hunter. Right, especially so, since the all throughout the original trilogy, Boba Fett's trying to hunt him down because of Jabba. 
Exactly. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen the 1978 movie, Star Wars. Yeah. So, I think that's a total possibility. I think that's that could be part of the reason why the bounty hunters are getting redone. I think whatever we see could be a hint and indication as to what we'll actually be getting in May. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew, I knew, I, I said a year for Star Wars, and I knew it would be wrong. I, almost, I was off by a year. I almost corrected you, but I didn't want to. Whatever, man. I wasn't born then. Neither was I. You're older than I am. I know, man. Old man over <laughs> here. Whatevs. Whatever. All right. Tell like like CG, thing. I'm going to use the plus plus two minus two rule for years on when movies are released. How's that? I'm just shaking my head. What did you say? Tell us about what? <laughs> the next thing? Here's the next thing. Once we get re- once we get done with all this bounty hunt rework, the game is going full on Han or Solo a Star Wars movie mode. They're going full on. What does that mean? Well, here's the fun part. They are starting off new Solo a Star Wars story mode by releasing you guessed it, called it a year ago when the movie was announced. A new Han Solo, which means for all everyone out there, you can have a full Han Solo oh my, team in the this game. This is amazing. All right, so a full Han Solo team. This is a. Am- what are you not going to have in this team? You've got stuns and double taps. You have revives. You have taunting tanks who give turn meter. You have. Uh, I mean, what more do you need? You have healing because not only do you revive, but uh, you know, uh, Hot Han can heal. So, huh. it's this team has everything you need. All I love the way people have been saying this all day, and it's made me laugh. Wow! All Hans on deck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice whenever you know he actually gets released, and we can get a Hondel on. You know, them as a team, it's going to be really exciting. Um, <laughs> so there's going to be... New- t- that took me about two seconds. I'm like, <laughs> he said that wrong. Oh, hey! Um, you know what? I have no... You know, someday you will make a great dad because these ha- these these puns are already on point. Oh, yeah. Your dad yeah. jokes are already forming. Oh, oh I man. can handle so, the hand... I butchered that one. I can, <laughs> I can handle the uh, the dad jokes, so don't you worry about that. All right, so moving, moving. Uh, actually, can we just move past this, please? Yes, we can. Uh, so uh. the new Han Solo movie is obviously going to add a new Chewbacca. So there's going to be three Chewies, no original trilogy Chewie. Very exciting. Right, now, so okay, we're already to three Chewies, and the one, the first one anyone ever saw, the only one, is not in the game. It's weird, okay. right? Like, all right, I, you got a clone. Your Clone Wars Chewie was literally in Star Wars for like twenty minutes at the most. We got him. They, 
they must be saving original trilogy Han for something super awesome involving Jedi Luke, maybe, or Endor Han. I don't know. That's what we need is Endor Han. That's the oh, next Han. Please. I no, see, the next Han I heard was gonna be Carbonite Han. No. No. Taunting tank. He's just no, no, a no. wall. He's Car- a wall, Car- man. Carbonite this dude's Han, a wall. He's he's too heavy to handle. It's a terrible idea. Alright, so Hell um, Upcoming features. In-game reworks. Upcoming this features. Is, this is really interesting. So, I, before we start talking about it was, okay. before everyone just dismisses this completely, I think this is going to be amazing. You think what's going to be amazing? This upcoming feature we're about to upcomingly talk about. I, I don't know which feature you're talking about. Oh, well, they've devoted some resources to upgrading the in-game chat. Yay. Why should I be excited (laughs) about this? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because not only can we have our awesome podcast chat in Discord, but we'll also be able to have it in the game. So, I've seen some people that made some comments as far as... You know, they don't know why they'd be doing this. It doesn't make any sense. All the dedicated people are probably on Discord and line and all that stuff. Which is an excellent point. However, the thing that I strongly have to disagree with is the fact that there are a lot of people who are probably really serious about this game. And they just use the really mediocre... No, it's not even mediocre. The really terrible chat feature in-game to communicate with their guild. And... If you get rid of that, if you actually add something where it's easy to communicate, where you can DM people, where you can make announcements, where, you know, I don't know, like officers can, you know, change the little thing that stays up all the time. Uh, I really hope that's part of the update because guild leader only doing it is ridiculous. Yeah, because half the time I leave 24 Galactic Wars today up for like five days. And so, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of insane. So, uh, yeah, that's that that'll be nice. And it says chat channel up to five hundred people. So let, let me cover these points real fast. So they have subrooms in the guild chat. So for example, your guild chat has the main chat. You can make subrooms. So like basically, if you use Discord, it's like having the different channels in your chat. So you have your territory war strategy chat or you have your um let's just talk generally here let's talk about sith raid here let's talk about or the officers only can chat in here stuff like that they're gonna have sub chats for guild chat in the game and not only that they're going to make a way for you to directly message other players in the game without having to try to find them through a third party like, uh, so mo- the way it usually works now is that Swaga, Swagaga, you put on your Discord name, people find you on Swaga, add you as a friend on Discord, talk to you there. It it's, takes a day and a half before you ever get a hold of that person. And the idea now is that you are able to direct message people in the game straight up, right? So 
that's cool. Something we've always wondered about and hoped we could get. So maybe if you want to add this guy that just keeps attacking out of turn in your arena to your arena chat, or you really you just want to tell him, hey, what's your payout? Stop hitting it this time so that we can all figure it out or whatever. Look at me talking like I, I think that's cool. But uh, <laughs> That's terrible. Only bad people do that, Dan. Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, I'm in mine now, whatever. Um, but uh, You're a the only person. thing I think of this is the likelihood of abuse with direct messaging anyone. I can I can see a lot of bad messages coming through your inbox. Well, if you're a, a, a D-bag, you know. Hmm. I I'm kind of curious to see, you know, how this works out with direct messaging anyone. Yeah. I see the li- I see a high likelihood for abuse there. But I'm sure they'll implement some kind of feature to mute people or report them or just say, hey, this person does not deserve to direct message anyone. Let's make that happen. Yeah, it'd be nice if they could have a douchebag filter on there, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about these in-game vanity rewards. Before I do that, I want to speak... I know, I'm sorry. You're setting me up, and I'm like whiffing on the softball, but I'm going to pick it up and swing at it anyway. The uh, chat channel, I just want to mention this. You can create a chat channel of up to 500 people. It does not have to be your guild. It does not have to be anyone you know specifically. Basically what happens is you can add people to it, and the people you add, if they have allies, can add those people to it. And it can just grow up until the point that it's 500 people. The only reason I mention this is because I think it's cool that not only can we have the pod chat discord, discord.me slash shattered order for those wondering. You can have it. We'll have it in game now. So we can have a shattered order podcast in game chat as well as our podcast chat on discord. So if people listen to this and don't use discord, we can find them on, on, uh, in the game and actually have a chat there too. Yeah, that would be nice. That way people wouldn't have to change our names in arena to discord. So-and-so. Yeah. That would be mm-hmm. nice. So I didn't even, yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. I didn't even know about these vanity changes that you were mentioning. Uh, tell us mm-hmm. about those. So, pretty sweet. I don't know how you earn them exactly. Let me... I'm terrible at keeping up with the notes here. Um, Okay, there we go. Got it updated. All right, so vanity changes. First vanity thing to come into the game. Vanity reward. Player set titles. So, basically what that means is, as you do things in the game, you can earn titles. And as far as the chat goes, because they're revamping the whole thing, making it so you can chat with people from channels or your guild or all these other things. When you earn things in the game, you're going to be given vanity titles. And in the in-game chat, you are able to set either your guild name as your title or these titles that you earn by beating things in the game. So let's say, for example, you get 45 stars in... Uh, t- light side territory battles and they call you the light bringer or something or whatever. They just make a title that you get for earning that achievement. 
Well, now you're able to, if you get achievements, set yourself with a title that in boring, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you get you get these things. They're cool to me because I played so many games where there's like 700 titles, and certain ones actually mean something if they're next to your name. So. I think it's kind of cool that they have this for this game. So in all the chats, if they have the, you have this next to your name, people will know that you've done this, something that people haven't done already or less people have done. You know what I mean? Like beating Heroic Sith Raid. Everyone would have that title in our guild and that would be next to their name. You know what I mean? Cool. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I might care more once it actually gets implemented. But as for right now, I do not care. So let's okay. Let's move. Let me just let's let me just defend myself. Get it? Let me just defend fly myself on for one topic. second. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep shooting down your <laughs> uh, your movements here because yes, this is a stupid thing to get excited about. Okay, I admit that. But the thing we is, I play. It. I'm an MMO. I'm an MMO player, and I've been mm-hmm. playing forever. MMOs and and vanity titles are something that I've always loved. So the fact they're coming into this game, I think is cool. For anyone else that has never played a game where those are in there at all, this doesn't mean anything to them and they don't care. And I would guess that you're in that camp, but you might care if you're talking to 500 people and you're one of 10 that could say that you achieved something. You know what I mean? Because it's next to your name. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you do that 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 uh, that jump again? Do that do that uh, that thing. So let's fly on to the next topic, which is ships. So hey, they that were, is a great transition, my friend. Actually, mentioned something about PVE battles for ships as something that they wanted to actually work on and bring into the game. So I'm very excited to actually see that they're gonna the. I don't think it was officially confirmed, but it's one of those things that they are pretty excited to be bringing to the game. Uh, Introducing the PvE tables, ship energy, their own battles, new ways to keep you engaged in the game, very exciting stuff. So, significant changes to the ways that battles work as well. So, they're wanting to speed up the gameplay, make it a little bit more dynamic, and make it a little bit more rewarding. So, they really want you to be investing in your ships, your pilots, that sort of thing. So, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see more PvE, whether it's dark side and light side, whether it's cantina style, whatever it is. I mean, this is something I think we need for characters as well, is new PvE. Because, I mean, there's... You have the raids, which is its own type of PvE that's kind of challenging that you can work towards and everything. But there's still something about having your very own thing that's not tied in with the guild, that's not tied in with anything else that you're working towards and working on. And that's what I'm really excited to see with the ship's PvE. And hopefully that turns out to be something that's actually really good. Uh, You know, fingers crossed, we'll see. So... It's time to do some really exciting stuff. We have giveaways. As many of you may know, we announced it on our Discord channel. If you did not know that we are doing giveaways tonight, it's because you have not been keeping up with the podcast and you're not in our Discord channel. So if you'd like to go join our Discord, go to 
go to discord.me slash shattered order and that will be your invite link to get in there and you'll be able to see all of our exciting announcements about giveaways so what we're going to do is we're going to give away $70 in gift cards tonight we're going to give 30 to our twitch subs 30 to uh across all of our patrons and then we are going to give ten dollars to uh well i should say thirty dollars to our upper level patrons and then ten dollars across the board to our patron guys so it is time to do those very exciting giveaways right dan now that you're back ships i'm excited i'm also excited for these giveaways yeah we've already talked about ships I mean, if there's anything more that you want to say on ships, you can go for it right now as I pull up the stuff for Twitch. To Here's what I want to say about this update they said about ships. We talked about this like three episodes ago, how something had to happen for ships. It's been so long. We've been waiting for it. Finally, something's happening. Anything at all that's happening. If we get, those P- we get that PVE table for ships, I'm going to be stoked because... Let's think about uh, in-game players, right? I've talked to a couple of whales and people that pretty much have every single thing done and they have nothing to farm. They are all pretty much bored and waiting for the next thing for them to farm. So put some hardware or put some new ships or whatever out for a PvE ship table. And they're going to make people happy. So... I'm stoked about this. I, I love this change. And I love doing the ship battles and territory battles. Um, to be able to do them on a table for PvE just at my leisure, I think they'll be awesome. So, Indeed. All right. So here's what I've done. I have a spreadsheet. And in the spreadsheet, I have a list of all of our Twitch subs. And I put up a random number generator. I put it in the beginning and the end numbers. And I'm going to hit it. I will go with the third time that I hit it. So I am going to do number the. I'm going to do it once. Going to do it twice. I'm going to do it the third time. And that number corresponds to the person who won. And that number is 22. And I am going to go to the 22nd person on this list. And that will be Tyrek Thorn. <laughs> He's in the chat. Tyrek. Wow. That don't happen every week. Yeah, there you go. You win the gift card. Congratulations on the gift card. Uh, send me a DM and let me know whether you are Apple or Android, and I will get you your gift cards. Uh, that applies to everybody here that's going to be winning. All right, so next we are going to give away our $30 gift card. So our $30 gift card for Patreon subscribers, it is only for people at the $5 level and up. So if you're wondering what Patreon gets you, that is one of the things that it gets you. In addition to some really awesome stuff like uh, roster reviews, so I did two roster reviews this week with Ringer and Talbonus. Those will be posted on our Patreon page this weekend. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll be able to go there and listen to those. Some pretty good advice. There's some stuff you know that's probably helpful to you 
And if you want your own roster review, go to our Patreon page and sign up and hit me up, and I will be glad to give you a roster review. Uh, those are a lot of fun to do. Uh, you know, it's something a little bit different every time, which is always fun. Um, so I am going through and doing the exact same procedure on the Patreons, and I have a winner! Elusive One! Elusive One. That's one of our March subscribers, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're about to go through the whole list here in a second. Right after I tell you who the $10 person is. Which is going to (laughs) be very, very exciting. Alright, so. I wish I had a drum roll drop because this is amazing radio. So, the winner of our $10 Patreon gift card is going to be Elton Blues. Elton Blues. So, Tyric Thorne, Elusive One, and Elton Blues. I need all of you to hit me up on Discord and let me know what platform you play it on, whether it's Apple or Android, and I will get you a gift card. And now, I'm going to run through and think every single one of our Patreon subscribers individually because we greatly appreciate it. It allows us to do stuff like these awesome giveaways and do roster reviews and just it, it stuff like Patreon is what's allowed us to, you know, put up the website and just allows us to keep doing the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. You guys are absolutely amazing. So big, huge shout outs to Talvonis Ringer, Eokade, Jitsu Jet, Boba Finn, Turner Viobi, Painted Land, Dr. She Sith, Hands of God 007, Elon Mustard, Elusive One, Rock, Recoil, Randall Thrain, Fugaz, Elton Blues, Ron Paul Bunyan, Zizer, Tyric Thorne, Sleepy Bulldog, Optimus, Eleven Infidel, Han Pikey, J Pod, Gorstag M4, McMole, Obsidian, War Bobby, Fozzy Ewok, Jodocast, DJ Vestarakai, Darth Molly, and last but not least, Michael Bluth. All of you guys, we really appreciate it. Like I said, it allows us to do a lot of things that we would not otherwise be able to do. So thank you very much. And make sure you guys hit me up for your gift cards and I will get those out to you. And do not forget to check out the Awesome roster reviews. Let me know what you think about those. Hopefully it's helpful to you guys. And like I said, if you want to listen to those, go to patreon.com slash shattered order and become a patron. And I promise that next week, at some point, I will run down all 72 Twitch subscribers live on this show. 72 of you. I like it. I'm, I'm going to practice all week. Not only that, but I'm going to make sure I get you guys on our splash screen like we promised a long time ago and never did. But I will make sure to get all your names up at it on there. So, so one thing we figured out so, about the Twitch thing is because of everybody's dropping off at different times and stuff, it is kind of difficult to keep. Like, it would be nice... If you could get a list of anyone who's been a sub within the past 30 days or something like that, but they don't allow that. So it's it's kind of difficult to get a constant running list. So, yeah. Um. So the odds are 
tomorrow night is when I will update it. So if you are subbed tomorrow night, you will probably be on the splash screen next podcast. If not, I will keep an update each week. And if I missed any, I'll add it on there. Or at least I'll try to keep that updated. But another giveaway that we got to update this week, we would be remiss if we missed it. And that was our very awesome March Madness tournament that went on. Oh, yeah. I want to get just a few little updates on how that went. Okay, so. Do it. There were almost, almost 50, almost 50 people in this thing. There were 49. We were almost there. I, I, I. The amount of people inside this thing made it really fun. So thanks to everyone that signed up, tried to win this thing. We do have a winner, and I want to say who it is right here, live on the stream. And I said last week it was between two people. I can't remember who they two were. I think it was... I think it was... Jaster Mareel and... Purse Dog and Jaster Muriel had Michigan and Purse Dog had who is this? Villanova. They won. I get too many beers. Purse Dog <laughs> 73. 73, a very good number. The number of the destroyer was on in the Navy. But Purse Dog 73 is our April winner of our blue giveaway for winning this ridiculously. Indeed freaking crazy march madness bracket uh he 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 killed it absolutely Um, he had 30 more points than every other person that picked villanova so he 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 had a lot of good picks in there for sure running out the top five was everyone that picked villanova basically so you had (laughs) first dog 73 winning you had game of chance getting second place next up was ace tui i know you're in the chat you all you are third place, man. You almost did it. Good job, man. Speak Imp and Tiny Baca. That was our top five. I would be it would be sad for me to not mention this, but I will. So I'm gonna scroll down a little bit. Right? So good night punks bracket. 18th place at 720 points. Eh, not too bad. So not you bad. had a you had Purse Dog with eleven sixty for winning it. You know, I had 720. I got 18th place. Not too bad. We scrolled down Not a little bad. bit more, and we hit the 590-point mark where my wife pick, made her picks based on on mascots, <laughs> you know, based on, you know, basically nothing, no basketball knowledge, just I like dogs, so they're moving on, or uh, Wildcats usually win things, so I I'll think, pick them. That's, I, think, that's, I think I see where this is going. So she got 28th place. Not too bad. We'll just keep scrolling down. Here we go. Oh, oh, we got someone here at 43rd place with 410 points. And that's Wink. Good job, dude. 49 people. You got 43rd. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty proud of you, man. Good job. I don't expect an answer, so we'll move on. But uh, good job to Purse <laughs> to Purse Dog seventy three. Yeah, to be clear, uh, you I, w- I'll be honest. I watched one college basketball game all season. I don't keep up with college basketball. I expected to do terrible. You know, what well, we here's the thing: do, both of, both of our teams had uh, had uh, 
player of the year candidates, Naismith award winner candidates on the team and both lost in the first round. And we both picked our team to win. That's true. Luckily I just made better picks on the rest of them. So it happens. (laughs) We're going to have to do this again during football season and do pigskin pick them. Dude, if we'd had a pigskin pick them with the podcast chat, that would be freaking awesome. That's happening this year. So, yeah. We're doing it. Everyone get prepare your picks. Just when the schedule comes out, just start making them now. Indeed. And if you didn't know, the Lions just signed Matt Castle as their backup, so you know Wow. Oh my god. Dude, I I, I wow. heard that today and I'm like They're he still so plays? sad. Yeah, right. <laughs> he plays yeah. still what? Man, it's better we, than Jake Ruddock, so yeah. I guess that's okay. I mean, we're in the middle of Swaga topic, but it's been a cra- crazy week for the NFL. Like, there's been some interesting changes. Just, well, I'm kind of I mean, mad because I the, the Lions almost signed Johnny Mans, and I would rather see him on the team just for the uh, the funsies. He's an idiot. I hate that moron. <laughs> Please keep him out of anything with a just. You know what? It, wh- why don't we move on to... Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> so our new player tip of the week is going to be our Q&A session this week. And before we do that, I want to play this one more time because I just want to rehear it. I love smashing ass. Oh, yeah. Go smash that ass. Big tip might make it hard to smash that ass. Smashing that ass. <laughs> I'm just really glad that since that was like a a whole minute long section of whatever was going on there, <laughs> they were able to fit McMull and Zathmir in there. It's good oh, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I... Uh... There was about a 30-second section I cropped out and then tried to take something from everybody and put in that. Yeah, That was fun. I would just like to mention that on this live stream, we finally hit the 300 follower count, so thanks to all you guys following us. Hell yeah, that's exciting. Literally sitting at 300. Um, I think we... it's, It's... I don't know how long we've been on Twitch, but we were at... Almost 600 on YouTube. We're making our way back. We're making our way back. Stupid. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) So, before we get derailed on something else, let's get into questions. Listener questions for episode 92. We will start Disclaimer. Disclaimer before we start this. We've read these questions, but we have not prepared answers. So whatever happens in these answers is, is... on the spot. I mean, everything that we're going to say is happening live. So there you go. We've thought about some of them to some degree, but yeah, this is it, we we didn't we didn't go through and research answers. That's a better way of putting it. They're so, not written in the notes with our answers. Exactly. So it's it's top of the top of the head to you. All right. So, Zeke asked, "How do you guys balance working on teams that are good for you like arena teams?" Or old Heroic AAT teams versus working on teams that are good for your guild, like Troopers or Sith Raid teams. So for me, Arena is always priority. Nothing takes the priority over Arena. 
Because if you're not doing good at Arena, you are hurting your guild. Period. End of discussion. If you're not getting crystals, if you're not getting the currency uh, and all the everything, all the rewards. If you're not getting those, specifically the crystals, though. If you're not getting that, you are definitely hurting your guild. There is no unless doubt about that. You're whatsoever. a whale. Well, unless you're a whale, yes. But still, even whales. You're telling me whales couldn't use an extra. 300 to 500 crystals per day. Like, if you're not finishing there, you're not helping your guild as much as you could be. So, Arena always takes priority no matter what. No question. I feel like that comment's going to hurt some people's feelings. No, it, it shouldn't. I mean, whether... But there are varying degrees of what is good for you. Whether top 200 is good for you, whether top 500 is good for you, whether top 1,000 is good for you. Finishing the best as you Definitely possibly can. Definitely nowhere near 300 crystals. Okay, there's no. where we agree. Finishing the best you can possibly do in Arena is the best to help your guild. Well, I, I assume whales are finishing top 10. So that's why I threw out the numbers I did. But you gotta hope, but but you and I both know that there are whales out there that have no idea what they're doing. That's true. That's because they don't listen to the Shattered Order podcast. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, I mean, whether you're finishing top two hundred or whatever, finishing the best that you possibly can and getting all those crystals is very, very important. And even if it's not for the crystals, even if it's just for the uh, you know, arena store currency so that you can buy credits or whatever. That is really important. So arena should always take priority. Doing better in arena should always take priority. If you're top 100, start making your way towards top 50, then top 20, because things start getting significantly easier when you can finish top five, you know, five days a week without much effort. It's really nice. It makes things so much easier. Now, as far as old heroic AAT teams, I don't really give a damn. I have a team that I use that I auto the second half of the raid wherever I get to. It finishes me top 10, and that is perfectly fine for me. And just to clarify, if you haven't listened before, it's the Admiral Akbar lead with Hermit Yoda, BB-8, Han and Commander Luke Skywalker, I literally hit auto and get top 10. It is the easiest way to get rewards. It's amazing. So if you need a good AAT team, that's a good team to go with, in my opinion. Uh, but as far as other things that are good for your guild, I definitely think it's really important. You should be working on your troopers. You should be working on, if you're in light side territory battles, trying to get Rolo, you should be working on teams to get that done. You should definitely be working on teams that help your guild. That would be the second priority for me as far as just getting general teams. I mean, so for the past three weeks, pretty much all of my resources have gone into characters specifically for the Heroic Sith Raid, and that is it. Knight Sisters, the Chex Mix team, the Scarecrow Pathfinder, uh... Resistance Trooper, like all those characters I've done specifically to help the guild so that we can do better and complete the Heroic Sith Raid. Good news. It's working. It's working. You you are correct. I don't know where we're at right now. I'm going to have to look because if we get out past phase, phase two without me going, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. But so, anyways, 
The, uh... If I were to break down... Go ahead. Go ahead. That that we're done? No. (laughs) We do one question and the the episode's (laughs) over? And you answer and I don't? I don't know what's happening right now. Whatever. Did you... Did your finger... You got... My finger slipped. Go ahead. That reminds me of the Simpson quote. All right, and it goes like this. Okay. It, 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 it's a it's a automated number talking to Homer, and it's like, the numbers you've used to dial are too fat. Please hang up and press zero to reach the operator. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I don't remember. It was something one. like it. No. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. My my quotes are usually terrible, so... They, they are, that's Someone true. will correct me. With you. <laughs> Someone will... There are very few I know the actual words to. The rest I just make up. All right, so... What was... I, I went in game to look something up. Oh, okay, that's what it was. The raid, we're like 40% or so. 40 or 30%. In All right, I, I, I'm good. I got my phase two run. I can get in. So as far as a uh, balance working on teams that are good for you, like arena teams or hold eight heroic AAT teams. If I, my work schedule totally screws with me. So if I'm able to do arena, I can still hit top 50 easily with uh, my RJT team. I've recently started subbing in, uh, Han and CLS in Wampa's spot. So it's uh RJT R2 B or BB8 General Kenobi and then I kind of flip around that last spot with CLS uh R2 or CLS Han and Wampa. But I can still get top 50 with that. And to me that's my goal to get those 150 crystals for the top 50 and be happy with that. Because I don't have to gear anyone for that. Because it, as far as it goes right now, that I can get that without working on it. And but the uh, my goal, um, once I geared CLS to, to gear eleven, didn't matter who I put around them or what their gear was, I could I could solo the heroic rancor as long as I had the mods to make it happen. That one, don't worry about it. Heroic AT. I've had gear twelve Wampa since about two weeks after he came out. So I've been using that him in the heroic AT with Zader, who I had forever to get gigantic scores that whether it was phase two or phase four or phase halfway through phase three or the beginning of phase three, all the way through the end of the raid, I can get top 10 with that team. I don't worry about heroic AT anymore just because I can know I can get a good score with that. So for me personally, I don't worry about the old raids. My biggest thing, because I'm a PvE guy, is all my Sith teams. So Old Wampa, RJT, Chexmix. Yes, I've geared POW to gear 9, waiting on stupid freaking Nubian discs to get him to gear 10. Yeah, no, but I love it. It's great. But and then uh, Night Sisters now I'm working on them exclusively. I'm just the biggest thing for me is to find the best way for me to get the best scores and gear for what I put into it. And so Arena is great if you can keep in a good spot where you feel comfortable with that, with what you have, then move on to the next thing. 
if that's light side territory battle teams because you're not getting the waves you want for that particular mode, do that. Because doing that will still get you better in other areas as well. Same with dark side territory battles. Or, you know, t- as far as territory wars goes, upping up, putting people up for the dark side territory battles or the Sith raid is always going to help you in territory wars. So you don't really have to worry about that as a focus as much as gearing for the other things because territory wars will just happen because of the other things. So that's how I, I prioritize. All right. So with this from Sanchez, with everything that is going on in game, more and more members are getting burnt out. How can guild leaders relieve this burnout? We are clearly experts at this. If you've been in our guild, you know how good we are at relieving burnout. I... uh... (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) This is a really hard question for me. And if I were to bare my soul to this podcast right now, this is where it comes. Do it. I almost quit as the leader of Shattered Order three times in the past three weeks. Or four weeks, probably. Like, the amount of drama, the amount of stupid things I've had to deal with, the amount of messages I've gotten, people upset, everything that just drives me... Like, I'm a stress... I, I stress over everything. I love people... I love I I love community. I love people. I I said I'm gonna say love people again. I have so many friends that I've met in this game that I care about, and just to see things deteriorate over the game itself drives me absolutely crazy. How do you avoid burnout? I don't fucking know, man. I don't like. At this point, if someone comes to me and say they don't want to play anymore, I say good on you because. This game's tough enough when you're on your own, but to try to live up to the expectations of everyone else around you is hard enough. Um, You got to play to have fun. That's all there is to it. If you're not having fun, don't play because you're just going to resent what you're doing. You're going to, like, I I chose a long time ago. This, This game's been out for a long time. Guilds have been out for two years now, almost. The day after my birthday will be two years. Um, so, I, I don't really know. How do you avoid burnout? You don't. You either want to play or you don't. That's the way it is with any game. You don't You don't force yourself to play something just because. And I know a lot of people play, put money into this game, and that makes it hard to quit. But if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? You know what I mean? So, a lot of th- I know that you agree with me, Wink. A lot of things that keep me going, a lot of things that keep you going, is the people we meet in this game, having fun with everyone, and just talking about it. Like, I wouldn't do a three-freaking-hour podcast if I didn't enjoy talking to people in chat, talking to you, having people come back with feedback about what we said, and then talking about that. That's what makes it fun for me. Uh, the game is fun itself, which is why I play it. But how do you avoid burnout? You really don't. You're either burnout or you don't. If you're burnout, figure that out. Don't keep burning yourself out even more. You know what I mean? 
there's so much that goes into this. So, uh, w- without getting too much into the Shattered Order specifically, there is a lot as far as burnout, as far as uh, over time, people's goals change. What people want changes. And it's really important to realize that it is a game. People do it for fun. If some people have goals that are different than your goals, if you're an officer or leader or whatever, it's sometimes like whether it's guild splitting or people leaving, longtime members leaving, whatever it is, sometimes that can be for the best. If people aren't a good fit for what your guild needs to be, or what the officers want to be, or whatever. Sometimes just letting it change can be the best, or just letting people change and move on can be the best. It makes it can make everyone happier. And you, this game is meant for fun. All games are meant for fun. If you're, if you feel like you're wasting your time with this game, if it's making your life worse, if it's not making things that you do more enjoyable, if you don't enjoy the community, if you don't enjoy doing these things that like playing the game and communicating with people and all that stuff, then you should not be playing. You should you should have already quit. So if you're not in that position, if you're still one of those people that enjoys the community, that loves playing and all that stuff, stick with it, stay with it, and have fun because that's the biggest thing. There's no point in being negative and being frustrated and annoyed and resentful with other people and pissed off and feeling stressed out every time you go to play the game because of shit that's going on in your guild and stuff like that. It's completely pointless. It makes no sense whatsoever. Don't get caught into that wormhole because it doesn't do any good. It makes your personal life worse. Like, there have been times where I've been so freaking frustrated that it's like, you know, I'm ready to just throw it to the wind and be done with it completely. But I do. I I enjoy doing this podcast. I love chatting with you every week for three hours and talking to all of our listeners and live chat and speaking with everybody and the inside jokes that everybody has. Like, I love this community and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's... It is whatever you let it be. If you build a community... The thing that I have found most fascinating by the podcast chat on Discord and our guild and all of that is... Dan and I... You and I have pretty similar personalities. I think we're different in one way. I think you stress about things more than I do. I, I don't really stress a whole lot. But for the most part, we want things to be smooth sailing. We're <laughs> like, we try to keep things smooth sailing. Not, we try to not get stressed, not worry about it. Um, and just have fun and just not blow things out of proportion. And I kind of like, it's kind of interesting how the chat and everything seems to kind of follow that persona. It's really, really just fascinating and it's kind of enjoyable that I know I can always go to podcast chat or guild chat or whatever and it's it's not going to ruin my day like 
if if you're in a guild where you go to your guild chat and it ruins your damn day, change guilds or quit the game. Yeah, it, it's it's. I'll say this: everyone has different things. Everyone wants different things. Just, I don't. I I, I can't. I it, this past month's been totally shitty for me. Completely shitty. I, I friends that I've talked to for two years, I don't talk to hardly at all anymore. Not because I don't want to, but because I just don't have time because they're not in the guild anymore. Or, you know, just different things because people just do what makes them happy. I can't fault them for it. I want to be mad. And I do get mad. It's like, we fight, we beat our heroic. We're there now. We will probably be there now. But, you know, things happen. People leave. People go their separate ways. It's just, burnout-wise... It's it's hard to figure out where your limit is, and money is a big factor in what makes that. That's so, true, and it's also a big it's a big factor in why people stay in certain guilds because they think, sure. oh well, ten people out of the fifty don't care about anything; they don't spend money, but I do, and I'm carrying those ten people. Figure out what's good for you. Figure out where you want to be. Move on from that. That's not pretty much all I can say. I, I like. This question just really boiled down. It, it it just makes me think about the things that I've been through in the last month and how much it like people talked about this happening during heroic AAT for their guilds. It did not happen for our guild. We were totally fine with what was going on at that point. And then this raid came out and things just went freaking crazy. It happens. It happens to everyone, whatever deal with the burnout your own way. Deal with the consequences. Decide what's right for you, what you want to do, and what you can live with. And from there, just move on. That's and all I can say. There's nothing wrong with burnout or people people's goals changing. There's nothing wrong with that. You should be in a guild where, with like-minded people that you want to be around, that you enjoy being around, that have similar goals. If you're not, change guilds. And it doesn't matter if that means letting somebody go from your guild that's been there, whether it is trying to bring in people who are more like-minded to you, whatever it is. It's a damn game. Enjoy it. I do. I can tell you that much. The day we beat that Sith raid, the heroic yeah. Sith raid. It was kind of. It awesome. was almost as good as unlock General Kenobi Day. It wasn't quite uh, as you good. You know what? It wasn't quite as I, good. It was pretty good. Though. I was just saying. I don't know, man. Those are pretty close. Unlocking Trey might be. No, it won't. It's. It was General Kenobi. Dude, General Kenobi Day was great. The day we beat Heroic Pit for the first time, that was pretty freaking awesome. That that was pretty good too. Yeah. It's. A, it, I'm. I'm just telling you. I, I love raids. Well, I love them to death. You know what's really funny? So, like, the uh, Heroic Rancor, or I, I, I should say the Rancor, I think we started out in a Tier 4. So we started out in pre, pretty low level of that thing, or mid-level. Like, we weren't a top guild at that point. And it's amazing how we had developed from that time to the Heroic AT to now. Like... I would like to know as far as like how we've climbed in percentage of guilds completing the heroic tier of it. Cause I feel like we have just, we have made m- more and more progress each and every time a new raid comes out. 
which is really exciting. And just the fact that we have all these awesome people in our, like, our guild is amazing. We love it. And total segue right here, because this was something we both completely forgot about. Uh, Future of the Order actually has some spots available. I think four or five spots that are available. Um, Frequent Fighters is another Guild Lord Alliance. They have one spot, I think. And then uh, Royal Blue, they have several spots available that they can make space for people there in the 82 million guild. They probably need the help more than anyone. I think they have some people that aren't quite as participatory as they should be and that they could you know, make some space for for some people if needed. So if you're looking for an awesome guild and want to be part of the order in our awesome community, you know, uh, hit one of us up, hit up Elon Mustard, hit up um, Tesh, hit up uh, whoever. So uh, <laughs> we will post, I will post personally something in the guild recruitment. If you're interested in the order, our alliance, we have uh, how many guilds? We've got five awesome guilds now. So if you're interested in the Shattered Orders Alliance, also known as the Order, we'll we'll put something there. So let's move on to the next question. We've got a lot to go Excellent through. Excellent idea. We're at, the t- we're at the two hour mark now. I assume we'll hit the three hour with trivia. So for sure. Let's just start busting through this. Next is the question Durhai. The divs said they are not going to put out a sandbox mode. However, do you see them putting in a guild arena? It could work exactly like regular arena, but only include your guild members. Rewards could be a small amount of guild currency, and where you rank in the guild arena is what determines tiebreakers in raids. Ooh, there's an interesting idea. (laughs) And if they put this in mode in-game, where would you rate it for you on your fun level? This would instantly be my favorite mode. I want to destroy my guild guild mates and prove my domination. Love this question. A, a guild only arena would be cool. Be awesome. If I didn't have to fight in my guild mode arena, <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. It's just it's a, it's another thing right now that we don't need to fight in. So, if somehow how I did average monthly in arena influenced my are- guild arena rank, then I'd be cool with that. To have to fight my. I think it would be cool. I think the main point of your post is to be able to fight your guildmates. But, uh, and that would also be cool. But it's just another thing right now I don't think I'd be interested in doing. Yeah. And here's the problem with it is I don't know that there's any incentive for people to spend money there. And the game is a business. And I, I just don't see that be a money making opportunity. However, it would be absolutely amazing if you could actually fight people from your arena's teams. Because there have been many times where I'm kind of like, you know, I wonder how good this person is. Like, I want to take a shot at it. And the only opportunity we had was whenever there were tournaments. You know, that's been over a year ago. Whenever you could actually find a way to get in and battle people. There were some people in our guild at the time that had fought my team. Oh, man. That was so fun when you were able to... You knew... Everyone posted who their number one guy was at that moment so that you knew if you were in the same shard. Yes, that was And then you just found each other to fight. That was fun. Yes. That was good times. Like, it would be great to just be able to fight, even if there are no rewards. 
That was a long yawn. There, I'm sorry. Uh, if even if the only <laughs> reward was tiebreaker for for the raid, that would be incredible. Like uh, I oh, would yeah, love before it. you collect your rewards, it's like all right, well, rock paper scissors here. You know, do you want to fight this person or do you want to take the lower reward? Yeah. Yeah, like that could be the reward. Like you could have plus fifty damage to the raids for the top person, and then plus forty nine for the second person, then plus fifty, so on and so forth. Like that would be an awesome way to determine tiebreakers. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm in. Let's do it. That'd be great. We're doing it. All right. So. Keese, Queese, I don't know. I, I'm pro- I'm certain I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, so I apologize. But what characters did quiche. you ask? Quiche? It, like the food. Okay, I love quiches, man. So, I ma- <laughs> so, like, last year I figured out what that was and I actually made one. Oh, my God, it was fucking good. Delicious. Oh, my God, it is Delicious. amazing. So, uh, what characters did you ask for in the survey, assuming you did the survey? So, for me, I asked for... Snoke, because I feel like Snoke has to be accompanied by the Praetorian Guard, which is who I really freaking want. And then I want, you know, the half-dressed version of Natalie Portman from The Clone Wars, because why not? And then I think I also... God, who was the third one I asked for? I cannot remember who it was. There was someone else I put... Oh, I think it was Dark Side Anakin. Like, not Darth Vader, but Dark Anakin. Like that, yes. Order 66 Anakin? Yes. That would be awesome. Dude, I I want that so bad. We'll get back to that in a second, but yeah. We will. We will. I put a lot of people. So, I put... uh, Now I'm not going to remember because I'm... I I think I'm on my sixth beer, so... Um, Let's say I did Hondo... I don't know why that was the first one I named. Shout out, Ednar. Hondo. Let's see. Droideka. C-3PO. Uh, Bosk. So we know that one's coming. That's four, and I think I listed like eight. I, I, I took a bunch of screenshots of this survey as I was doing it, and I did not take the character one for some reason. I think I had Padme. Um... I had Snoke. I had Hux. What else did I have? You know, I didn't put it in there. I wish I did. Who? Dr. Evazon and... Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba, man. I want those two like crazy. Give them the the buddy synergy as uh, scoundrels. I'll be all in. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, I put a bunch in there, but I can't remember what they are now. C-3PO was another. So that That's one I'm surprised we don't have yet. Main character of the original trilogy. Maybe not a fighter, so okay. But neither was R2-D2. Maybe R2-D2 was a little more than C-3PO, but main character in the movies, not in the game. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, 
So Grande asked the ultimate question of all time. It is the most Grande question I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How can Darth Vader breathe and talk at the same time? I, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Um, he doesn't. Don't have, we all? He he doesn't have a problem breathing. They his helmet and everything. It, it was taken off in the movies, and he was still breathing. So clearly, what it is is he has an audio recording that plays all the time. And whenever he speaks, you know... Intimidation, I like it. That's, that's what it is. It's an audio recording of a really cool sound to make, it, make him sound like a badass. And then, you know, just whenever he talks, he's talking. And he can talk during the recording or not during the recording. He just tries to time it so it sounds like it's his breathing. It's actually quite crafty. I breathe while I talk all the time. <laughs> so, I don't know. All right, read this question from J-Pod. J-Pod, Shattered Order member, here we go. Sorry, back to the topic. Meaning he was chatting in the question channel. Way to go, J-Pod. Anyways, regarding raids, it's been interesting to see the maturation of guild squads to the point where solos have become commonplace. What's your guess on how long it will take community to get to the point with the Sith raid? Do you have confidence that this one will have a longer shelf life? Or did they balance it too far to the other side too difficult? Here's what I have to say. How long how long ago did we finally find a team? And a team that not many people have replicated to do for themselves. That could solo the heroic AAT. Wasn't that like two months ago? Yeah, I mean what, it took a freaking year? A year, or like a year, a year and four months. Yeah. year or four or five months, almost a year and a half. The odds that this happens for this raid, very, very small. Like, it, it, they keep doing things to make sure that that is not a thing that can happen. But the caveat to that is they release characters that make these things happen. For example, Heroic, Pit, Heroic Rancor. Uh, Zader's leader ability, and then later on, CLS. Many before that didn't think it would happen. Well, it happened. Heroic AT. Hoda, along with the team that accompanies him, made it happen. Slash Wampa, and the team that accompanies him, made it happen. It doesn't look good for this for more than a year, for probably a year or more, to be able to solo it. But the and I don't think any character in the game right now is going to make that happen. I think that it will have to come from something that comes or is added to the game within the next year or longer. That's fair, but I do think it is complete. This raid is completely different. There's only one phase that has a topple. That's phase three. None of the other phases actually have topples, so you would actually mm-hmm. have to clear it all out. Before the time runs out, I mean, before those 15 turns are up, I'll be honest, if someone figures out how to solo this raid ever, I will be quite impressed. Because they did a really good job at making the mechanics completely different as you transition phase to phase, and I don't know that it's one of those things that'll be that easy to ever ever solo. It's... I don't see it, but 
You never know. You never know. All right. First Order Wookiee has a question. How do you feel about the lack of character development for Ray? Does this make her a Mary Sue? Mary Sue? Maybe I pronounced that wrong. Mary Sue. It's Mary. Is this good for Star Wars, and how is this translated into the game? I'm not familiar with Mary Sue. Is that a reference I'm just not getting? I'm not sure. It's a reference to a type of character in movies. I'm looking it up now. I don't really know the main thing to it. So here it is. Okay. A Mary Sue is an original character in fan fiction, usually but not always female, who for one reason or another is deemed undesirable by fan critics. Okay, I will be honest. character may be Mary Sue if she is competent in too many eras, is physically attractive, or is viewed as admirable by other sympathetic characters. So, she's too good of a character? I mean, so what, she's James Bond? Like... No, she's James Bond's girlfriend. That's the point. It's just a girl that's hot, that doesn't have any... Um... Okay, so... Any, there's no depth to the character. It's just a girl that's in there that's hot that can do everything and everyone watches her. I, I mean, she's hot and she can do everything and, you know, sure. I'm going to... Okay, but, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refute this point with something I, that everyone will go back to The Last Jedi and watch. And it was... And it literally referenced this Mary Sue reference from this question. And I okay. saw it on Twitter this week. Go back and watch the Praetorian Guard fight. She's supposed to be a. She's what we learned was that she's the daughter of a junker, or just just salvagers. That that she's no one. She has no no fighting training. That's Everyone BS. pretends like oh she's she's learned all this Jedi stuff just randomly, and she's really good at it all of a sudden. And so she's just a sudden character that's amazing and hot and everyone loves her and she knows everything and it really didn't take any type of strife to get there uh one scene that you can look at and it's the scene everybody loves from the last jedi the fight with the praetorian guard right go back and watch it there's a parts of it where she is fighting them and she is literally swinging the lightsaber at nothing just trying to fight for her life not not there's no there's no uh, form to it. There's no, I'm a, a master fighter to the form of it. She's just swinging the lightsaber desperately to save her life. The idea there with with that whole scene is that she is still not completely knowledgeable of everything. She still not doesn't know every, how to fight completely. She hasn't learned everything, basically. The idea, this Mary Sue thing is just, to me, it's just people trying to make politics out of movies or or basically movie tropes to Star Wars. The character has depth. There may be plot lines, plot holes to it and everything else, but the whole Mary Sue thing doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. You You've seen spots where... So... She fights Kylo on Starkiller base. She looks way better there without like the random flailing and everything else than she did against the Praetorian guards, in my opinion, if you go back and watch it. I don't understand the idea behind this. I think it's people that just don't like her or the movies, but that's just me. 
So I. People have always had a problem with these movies and the fact that she seems to be too good at what she does. She grew up by herself as a kid on a deserted island where, not island, a deserted planet where she had to fight for everything. The fact that people think that she's not going to know how to fight or how to use a weapon or how to have self-control in such situations is baffling to me. I, You would think she would absolutely know how to handle those things, giving, like, that is the whole point of the whole scene up until they get in the Millennium Falcon. And when they're in the Millennium Falcon is the fact that she can't handle herself because she's been alone by herself on this desert planet for her whole life. So... I don't see an issue with her knowing how to fight. Like, that seems logical. And if you're fighting for your life every day, don't you think you'd learn something at least? Yes. And I just, I, I, I don't really see the issue that everyone else sees as far as people talk about her lack of development and there there has been development. It's, it's, her development's about control. It's about, it's not about skill because she's had the skill. She's been working at it since she was a kid. It's, it's about the control. It's about learning how to control herself in situations and control the battle and control the enemy and things like that. And kind of like what you said with the Praetorian guards, that's kind of a situation she's never been in before. She's in this really, outside spot where she's having to do whatever it takes to, you know, not not die. It's really important in that position. And so I think that's really good. But as far as how it translates into the game, I, I mean, I, I don't know that it needs to... It doesn't really translate into the game. We have snapshots of the character at two different spots. One with a lightsaber, one without the lightsaber, and... It's fine. Alright, so question from our Lord of Trivia, Tish. Of all the commotion about the Sith raid, excitement at first, fear later, and frustration at not being able to figure out specific squads that work, which now we know that there are squads that are better than others, do you think any of those emotions were well-founded or will be long-lasting? Where do you think the community will end up feeling about the Sith raid in six months? Here's where they'll end up. The same as Heroic AT. And the same as any content that comes out. It's hard at first. That's the way it's meant to be. That is the way, absolutely 100% the way it's meant to be. If you want to beat something, there has to be an achievement for beating it. People right now are not happy because they're not beating it. But the moment they beat it, they'll be happy. That's the way... Working towards something works. So, as far as uh, the the sentiment in six months, people will be fine. The people that aren't beating it in six months, they won't be happy. But they'll still be working towards beating it. And the moment they beat it, I tell you what, they're going to be freaking stoked because they've been working that long just to beat it. So, I can tell you when we beat it, it meant it was awesome because yes. we've been working a month towards beating it. Maybe that's not as long as other people will, but uh, that was long enough for us. So that's 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 the way I see it. So 
you know what teams are good. As time goes on, you'll see even more teams developed that are good for it. And uh, those people will beat the raid and they'll be happy about it. 100% agree. I I don't really have much to change from what you said. I mean, it's going to be... It's one of those things we'll figure out. We'll understand the mechanics. We'll know what to do in each individual situation and all of that. It's new. It's confusing because we don't fully understand it yet. And... Look, there are some people that just want the trash shards. Those people will get the trash shards. There will be guilds that try to beat the thing together, and you'll work for it, and you'll work for it, and you'll fight, and you'll get there, and it'll be awesome when you beat it. It's all about why you play the game. Are you playing the game to get the stuff, or are you playing the game so that you can beat it with your guild or overcome this awesome obstacle? And... Like, for me, it's about the obstacle. I like the obstacle being in the way. And honestly, if the Sith Raid was more difficult, I wouldn't care. Like, that would be totally fine. It's it's very important to have things that are difficult in the game. Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, before this raid was announced, I think literally like the week before, we were talking about how bad this game needs another raid. And then they announced the raid. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was really it weird came how out. it worked. I, I tell you this. There, there's two thoughts to that. My number one... We talked our New Year resolutions were... My number one thing was I want a new raid. Yep. If I knew what came along with that guild uh, guild management-wise, I probably would have said, fuck that. <laughs> but on the other side of that, I wanted some, I wanted a challenge because the raids are the most fun challenge to me in this game. And here we are, we fought it, we finally beat it, and the feeling of beat it, beating it as a group was awesome. No matter who's in the group, Our how long you've group. known those people, working as a group together to 50 people working hard together, in our case, 49 people working together to beat that raid, one of the best feelings in the game. That's, uh, that's what I wanted when I said I wanted a new raid. And we have got that, and we're still getting it. Because this raid's not on farm for us. We're on our second one. Can we do it again? Just yep. keep it going. That feeling to me is what's important to this game. 100% agree. So, and something else yeah. that's exciting is now we have the next, what, five, six months where we're all going to be competing against each other for seeing who can come up with a better team, who can be more creative, who can make this team work better, who can get a higher percentage, all of that stuff. That's the exciting stuff. Like, the Roke AT, the Rancor, that can all be solo. Like, the Rancor, nobody gets Doesn't two Doesn't matter about at this anymore. point. Yeah, nobody cares. But literally the best, the YouTube videos, I, I'd be willing to bet the YouTube videos that get the most views are the ones that have good teams for raids, how to mod them, how to use them, and how to make them work. Yep. Because people want to do well in raids. That's, that's Territory battles, put a team together and fight. It's it's really not that hard. Yep. Do people want to know what the best teams are? Sure. But as far as content-wise for videos, your raids have always been top tier for that, I think. So I'm going to let you answer the next question. All right, so the next question comes from Matt Jade. With Darth Trey coming, 
for top players sometimes this month and most members of top guilds in May. What do you see as the ideal team for her and what possible counters are there? The Triumvirate, Sith Trooper, and Blank. So, obviously, the Sith Triumvirate with Darth Treya, Darth Nihilus, and Sion is obviously the starting point there. Um, you can stick in other characters around them, but I'm going to go... I'm going to answer this question a little bit different than it's actually asked. I kind of think Darth Vader is going to be like Kenobi. I, there's going to be so many teams she can fit. The isolation ability is pretty ridiculous. I I just... I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. I, I don't know that she's going to need to be in the triumvirate. I mean... It, It's going to be really interesting. Um, obviously, the synergy is great. I think Sith Trooper is an excellent solution. I think that um, Emperor Palpatine could be a good solution. I think that... Or Emperor Palpatine's leader would be a good solution. Short Trooper would be good in the team. Um, as far as what the ideal team is, I don't know. I would love to take a guess, but it's hard to say without without actually using her yet. I mean, I don't know. And as far as a counter, I think one thing that's going to be really important because you're always going to have a character that's isolated. You're not going to be able to rely on teams that... I, or I should say... I kind of think that this may be a way to prevent Synergic teams from being as powerful as they are. So we've had Ray Jedi training, Commander Luke, we've had Emperor Palpatine. These teams are very synergetic. You have to have almost a full team of those type characters, or of that faction characters, to work really well. And I think that she could actually kill that a little bit because of the way that isolation works. The way it prevents... Heal and turn meter and all that stuff. It is a ridiculous ability. And as far as being able to complete it, I think the best solution will be... The best solution will be not yawning. But um, as far as actual beating the team, I think it's going to come down to not relying too heavily on one specific character to make the team go. So not relying on BB-8 for RJT or not relying on CLS for Rebel teams. I think finding finding leader abilities that spread out really well. I think Rex. Big surprise. Rex, I think, will be really <laughs> Rex, good. always good. Yes. So I think turn meter gain leader abilities will always be good because you can't isolate the leader ability. I'm assuming. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, I I think there's going to be a lot that we'll see in the coming months, but that's kind of the first spot I go to is leader abilities that work for any faction and doesn't have a keystone character. Anything you want to add? Nope. All right. <laughs> so Jonocast Jono says, Cass "What do you guys wants- do for a living?" 
what do you do? All right, I'll answer first. I am a manufacturer technician at Intel. That so if you fancy. are watching this on your computer and within the next year and the new iPhones, you are using something that uses Intel to watch this podcast or listen to it. So I uh, work in the factory here in Arizona, which is the biggest uh, fab sort for Intel. And uh, there's a, I think the number is, there's a 60% chance that whatever you're using, its chip ran through one of the tools I work on. Uh, one of the tools I work on in my factory. So there's a pretty good chance that uh, what you have in your computer, I've worked on. So That's kind of yeah, cool. I work for Intel and I love it. Nice. I'm a night shift worker, which is why you, I'm never on during the day on Discord, but almost always on at night. And yeah, that's what I do. Cool. Doesn't sound too bad. Um, uh, It's good. It's good. I am kind of a contractor and construction. So I graduated from University of Oklahoma with a degree in construction management, uh, construction science, technically, whatever. Um, but I do primarily work with my dad renovating and flipping houses. Um, he has a bunch of rental properties in the area. I have some rental properties as well, so I manage those as well. Um, so that's kind of my day job. Also, you know, do a bunch of other various things as far as building stuff and installing stuff for people and stuff like that. But that is what I do during the day, generally. Question for you. Okay. When can we expect your HDTV show? Um, that, uh, so, <laughs> funny that you asked that. I won't lie. I get a frigging <laughs> headache anytime I watch those shows. It's so stupid. You, <laughs> if, if your goal is actually making money, you wouldn't do half the shit they do in those stupid shows. It's ridiculous. But, um... <laughs> Like there's my some, wife loves them. That's why I asked. I, that figures. Like they do some really <laughs> cool stuff. Like I love a lot of the stuff they do. It's just about half Not of practical. it doesn't make any damn sense. Like it just yeah yeah. You, you, spending ten thousand dollars when you're never going to get it back makes no sense whatsoever. But you know that's that's beside the point. But I I I don't know. I like I like building stuff and experimenting, and so I guess that's kind of what I do. My free time is I'm always either working at my house building something or, you know, just seeing what kind of crafty thing I can come up with. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm going to say this now. The rest of these questions we're going to try to answer quickly so that we can get to all of them. Or we can answer them in depth and save some for next week. Which one would you like to do? I don't know. Because we got a lot of questions left. We have so many questions, yes. We're at the two hour and 30 minute mark. So I kind of want to do them all, but I kind of want to split. How about this? We'll answer questions for the next 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wherever we're at, we'll cut and we'll come back to you mm-hmm. next week. I like it. All right, let's do it. Next question right. Luke's dad. If Zeta mats are easier to obtain, will this destroy their value? If there's very little downside to wasting a Zeta, will this devolve into a field where mods are literally the only thing that matters? 
No. Because they're always going to add characters that have Zetas. And I, I literally have 69 Zeta mats right now and no idea what to put them on because I'm deathly afraid I'm going to put them on something that doesn't matter. And they keep adding every new character has a Zeta. So I don't think that's gonna, ever going to come to the point where you're getting too many Zetas. Uh, so this is a basic question as far as economics. If you've ever taken economics in high school or college, you will understand how supply and demand works. And that's kind of what this is. They will always keep the demand higher than the supply to keep you from there being, you know, a, uh, a surplus or it lowering the value. I don't think that'll ever happen because they can always introduce new characters. Mo Maxwell asks, what is the team I heard mentioned with Scarefable Pathfinder? Uh, I've mentioned... It's all you. I've had several different variations. Uh, Commander Luke or Boba lead. Either one of those with Leia, Scarefable Pathfinder, Hermit Yoda with all his Zetas, and Sabine, the, the team that I mentioned earlier that I tried tonight that actually seemed to be a little bit more consistent was Leia lead with Sabine, Thrawn, Scarf Rebel, Pathfinder, and Hermit Yoda. Just the crit chance from Leia. And I figured out if you don't kill the uh, the side characters, it it really helps things out because you can keep getting Scarf Rebel, Pathfinder to die and keep reviving him. It works really well. So that is a really good team. A lot of fun. First Order Wookiee, what is your favorite meme? <laughs> um do do gifs count because my favorite gif is the uh the dude the what face the one where he's like confused mm-hmm. I, I use that for everything I, I don't remember that one i'm not sure that i have a favorite meme or honestly. salt bay salt bay is a, another great one salt bay is great oh Anything from The Office? Um. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know what it is. So my favorite is, I'm also going to answer a GIF, and I literally, so uh, I I get paid like quarterly, and so I, I kid you not, four times a year, I send my dad the GIF of Stewie, from Family Guy. The one where he goes to Brian and he's like, uh, you have my money? And Brian's like... Give me my money. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's really hilarious. I literally send that to him four times a year. And anyone that ever owes me money gets sent that video. So that is... Gets sent the Stewie chip. Yeah. That's probably my favorite yeah, one. Classic. Not nice. exactly a meme, but hey, I think it counts. I count GIFs as, GIFs as memes, so... Because I use them more than memes. Yeah, agreed. Borns, do you think this current meta will last long? What do you predict will be the next meta? I will predict that Bounty Hunters will probably not be the next meta. If I were to predict the next meta, I would predict Jedi. Okay, so it's pronounced Booorns. I remember this because I was clarified by Booorns on how to actually pronounce it. Yay, me for getting it right this time. And as far as the meta... I will say that it stays this way for a very long time. I don't know. 
I don't know that they'll introduce anything that is a true meta again. I think they've done a really good job at making so many teams viable. I mean, right now, Emperor Palpatine, Rex, RJT, Night Sisters. Those four teams are all extremely good. All four. There is a team from all of those that fits in the uh, top five of my arena every week. And why the hell are you holding a duster? I'm just getting the dust out of here. I'm in Arizona. Dust's everywhere. Sure. Makes sense. All right. <laughs> uh, Steph Isley, uh, the Lord of Isley. Whoa. All right. So we have Territory Battle set on Hoth and Territory War on Jakku. There's a Deathmere event and another event set on Andor. On which planets would you like to see the next permutations of Territory Battles and Territory Wars set? This one I've actually thought about. All right. And you know where I want to see my next anything? I don't. Yavin 4. Ooh, I like that. Dude, the jungles, all the temples, all that other stuff, that would be awesome to me. I love Yavin 4. That planet is awesome to me. And it would be OT. So, old... Original trilogy, Yavin 4, Rebel Base, it would kind of fit. Obviously, there were no uh, battles in the movies on Yavin 4, but hey, we're playing on a hollow table. Let's make what we want to happen. Yeah, for sure. I don't disagree with you. I think that's a really good answer. I think I would like to see... uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say the Death Star because... I want a Death Star raid! Like, come on! That's what I want. Whoa, hold on. This was for Territory Battles and Territory Wars. That's what I want. Even it. You want to... Okay, I did okay. say raid, you... but I want something to take place on the Death Star. I don't care if it's... Uh, what if What if whatever. it was on uh, Starkiller Base? That would be cool. Would, yeah. that, would that appease you? Yeah. Because that's a big oh, ass planet. No, and they, no, no. they were on it. Oh my god, what is the salt planet um at the end of The Last Jedi where everything's red, the red planet? That would be really cool. I think that, that would, would look awesome in game. Oh yeah, for sure. Alright. Every time your characters do a move, the, the dust kicks up. And yeah, you see the yeah. red. That'd be cool. Alright. Uh Kavoth asks, building off of Moth Def Isley's comment. If the game were to add a ship raid, how do you think that would play out? Where do you think it would be set? I think I may have just answered. I think eventually we're going to get Death Star raid where it's part characters, part ships, and it's going to be fucking glorious. There are only, after the newest movie, there are only two places I could see a ship raid. And just because of the feedback and. Thoughts on the new movie, I would think the Death Star would be first for a raid. But I could see the raid for the Death Star, or I could see the raid where all throughout The Last Jedi, where Snoke's ship's there, and with like the bombers and everything else, I could see that being a raid as well. Um, but I would definitely see Death Star before The Last Jedi ship chase scene raid. So, something else I would like to see. This is not actually canon. So, if you haven't listened to the original Thrawn novels, the Thrawn trilogy, it's so good. Um, you know, audibletrial.com slash Shattered Order. <laughs> if you haven't actually went and got your free audiobook yet, please go do it. Like, 
you won't regret it. But there's an there's a planet there. I cannot remember the name of it, but they're like these creatures that dampen the force to where the force doesn't work. And I think it would be really cool if we had something similar to that. So they they kind of have that in Territory Wars where they give buffs to uh, First Order. But it would be really cool if they had something where, you know, maybe each Territory War, Territory Battle or something where it, it changed the mechanics of something going on. Maybe turn meter gain is half or... Something like that um, that may cause you to be a little bit more strategic. I agree. It'll be interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I I I, I zoned out there for a second. Wonderful. So we'll just go on to uh, <laughs> Tesh, aka the Lord of Trivia's question that says. What do you see as working in the incoming Treya meta? Do you see Treya being a leader or backup to Palp and Arena? I do not see backup anything with that character. Uh, yeah. She's going to be... There's a reason that she's center. hard to get. Really freaking hard to get. Yeah. So she's going to have her spot at the top. It, it, some people may get her and not have the team around her to build, so she might sit in other spots than in the top 15. But uh, if people have the characters to put around her, like Scion, not farmable, beyond, um, you know, pay-to-play, and Darth Nihilus with her, along with, like, Sith Trooper and, you know, whoever, it's, it's she's going to be up there. For okay, sure. I want to read her leader ability real quick because I don't, I don't always remember what it is, so I want to remind everybody listening without having to go to their phones. Her leader ability is ridiculous. Sith allies have plus 40% uh, critical avoidance and plus 40% potency. When a debuffed enemy takes damage, all Sith allies recover 10% health. When an enemy uses an ability outside of their turn, they take damage equal to 35% of their max health. This damage can't... 35%! This damage cannot defeat enemies. When an enemy gains a buff outside their turn, they lose 50% offense until the end of their next turn. So... Dude, you know, this might actually make Sith Assassin come... Viable. It could make Sith Assassin, Sith Trooper. It's going to make a lot of characters viable, but it's going to be bigger into what it doesn't make viable. So, RJT. So, if you have the Zeta on BB-8, you're going to be a little less thrilled whenever this happens because of the extra counter or the extra attack is going to deplete their health. Uh, the more times you're attacking, so General Kenobi calling the Assassin, all that stuff is actually going to damage you. Yeah, for sure. Like, what's that mean? Like, and then you throw in an assassin on there that's bypassing the protection and just going straight after your health, like Sith Trooper is. You're gonna be able to kill people without even damaging their protection. Like, it's nuts. Yep. All right, so we'll answer these next two questions, and then we'll go into trivia. So. 
I say next two questions because they are both correlated heavily. Boba Finn asks, the First Order is seriously lacking in arena compared to Rey and her Resistance allies. What do you think they are missing that would bring them into the meta? And then Blue Scout 99 says they need a BB-8 slash R2-D2 level support character. Foo is good, but not enough. I kind of think Blue pretty much answers the question. I think that's the obvious thing that the First Order needs. They can still be competent. But they seriously need something to, another way to either allow them to heal, give them more buffs, or something along those lines. Because there's not really a whole lot of, so crew, you know, allows characters to recover health and protection whenever they gain a buff. But there's, or buff or debuff, but there's not a whole lot of, buffs going on for that team. So I think that's the biggest thing that they could use. I think the 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 chat on this topic in this group that I deleted was that it would be nice for the first order to get BB9E. And I don't disagree with that because A, BB9E, the evil twin of BB8 would be awesome for them to get and it would be a way for them to totally not copy bb8 or r2 but make a support character for first order that does very similar things yeah for them for sure plays a kind of role that's similar to those two for the first order so i mean there's like there's a lot of counters there's a lot of assists there's a lot of double hits and stuff like that with the first order you could have a support character that maybe allowed, um, you know, counters to give certain buffs or recover or um, stacking buffs or something along those lines. Stuff like that could be really interesting, and hopefully that's something we'll see. I agree. Are you ready for we trivia? We shall see. I'm all... I- I'm always ready for trivia. I don't know if we're on the new season or if we're tied or what's we're going on with the last one, but let's do it. We're, we're, we're still... We are still tied. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. Most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. That's right, it is Shattered Order Trivia. Are you ready for... Question one. I think I'm ready. But I'm probably not. So let's do it. Shadow Art Trivia. I don't know what the topic is. We're just kind of doing it. First question. Let's do it. Darth Sion uses Torment. He dispels buffs through Foresight. Name the other character that can dispel all enemies through Foresight. Buffer. One wrong answer equals punts. You can have one more wrong answer. And points deducted after that. There are two right answers. A dispel that works through foresight. Through foresight. 
Was it? An, I thought foresight only dispelled it. Did it say AOE dispel text, or no? It says name all the other characters that can dispel all enemies through foresight. It says all enemies, okay, so I assume enemies. it's AOE. Yes. Are you going to write one or two? Because I assume you don't know two automatically. I'm probably just going to write one because I cannot even think of one. Which is very... I I put one, but it's probably wrong. I was thinking about putting two, but I'm not going to put two if you don't put two. God, I don't know. This is tough. Um, Let's just agree to do two. You do two, I'll do two. Sounds sketchy. Well, we'll both lose one if we get one wrong. Okay, that's fair. We won't lose anything if we both get them both wrong. Gentlemen's agreement. Sounds good. I like you. But now I'm thinking. I have one answer. I don't know if it's right, but that was my first answer. I think I have one, and it is correct, I believe. Um. Th- oh, hey, that's cool. Keep doing that. What? People love that sound. <laughs> nothing, don't worry about it. It's nothing. The trivia sound? No, no, it, it came out of my emulator. Huh. Wow, Salt1169 is our most recent follower. He's the one that got us to 300. That's amazing. He did. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, I think I'm onto something. Holy crap. Do you have a do you have a second one? Ah! Oh! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Wink feels great. I have two. Let's see if I can come up with a third just because. Because I'm pretty sure these two are right. All right, all right. I'm not sure at all about mine, so. Hmm. I I can picture the ability happening in my head, but I'm just not sure who it is that actually frigging does it. All right, I got two. What do you got? <sighs> yeah, I cannot think of anything else. I have Asajj and B2. B2. Okay, I have Echo and Death Trooper. I, oh, God. Death Trooper's who I was thinking of. My God! <laughs> I almost put Echo, but I wasn't sure I should have. All right, let's see what the answer is, because we both have two different answers. Wow, Crazy. You got one, I got none. So I get minus one, you get plus one. There we go. So you basically get two. Wow. Because apparently Imperial Probe Droid does. I did not know that. Wow. What a turn of events. I didn't know IPD did that either. That is actually quite interesting. 
All right. Question two. iPad wasn't working. <laughs> All right, question two. Sans Ewing has a unique that, in part, reads, Whenever an enemy becomes target-locked, another random ally gains blank for one turn. Fill in the blank. A. Stealth and Foresight. B. 30% team turn meter and advantage. C. Evasion and offensive up. D. Protection up 40% and critical chance up. Got my answer? I have an answer. You ready? What do you got? I will expose my answer by putting B. That is also the answer I put. I'm pretty sure it's the correct answer. That is the correct answer. There's no change. So you are at zero and I am at plus two. You are. Very exciting. Question three. According to Wink's gear guide. Great. We ask a question that Wink should know and I would have to There we go. Now we're talking. According to Wink's gear guide, name the method that is best to farm for each of these items. Of node farming, shipments, guild store, shard shop, and guild event store. There may be multiple correct answers and duplicates. Mark one, or sorry, answer one. Mark three, hollow projector. I'm writing my answer. Alright, number two. Mark five, droid caller. Um, number three. Hmm. What's up? Do what? I thought you were saying something. Alright, no. number three. Mark three, Carbonti salvage. It's going to be really funny when I miss one of these. Yeah. Number four, Mark 12 Armor Plating Salvage. And you know what's great about this, though? Is I created the thing so I can actually argue the answers if I don't like one. (laughs) That's fine, but Tesh gets the final answer. So here we go. You have your four answers? Uh, hold on. Holding. 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 See, some of the answers... I think two of these are a little questionable, but... Well, we're going to find out. All right. I have my answers. All right, what do you got for Mark Three Hollow Projector? I put shipments. I also put shipments. Mark Two, or sorry, number two, Mark Five Droid Caller. Uh, Guild Store. I put shipments. Okay. Mark three, uh, Carbonti. Carbonti salvage, node farming. I put farm. I've also put farm. Mark, or number four, Mark twelve armor plating salvage. Guild event store. 
I also put guild event store. So let's see what we got. All right, Mark III Hollow Projector shipments. Got that one. Mark V Droid Caller shipments or guild event store. Got that one. You did not. So we're keeping keeping score. Oh, no, I put I put guild store, didn't I? Hmm. You might have, but it's guild event store, so you got it wrong. That's true. Mark three Carbonti salvage, node farming, or shard shop. I put node farming. You did also, so we got that one. Number four, Mark twelve armor plating salvage, guild event store. Got that one as well. Indeed. So I gained one on you there. Okay. Somehow I beat you at your own game. I'll, I, 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 don't forget, I can't argue these answers. You can, but you'll still be wrong, even with your own farming sheet. Whatever. Whatever. LOL. You don't know anything about Wampa, LOL. <laughs> I put all this, I put all this information in a sheet and I couldn't get an answer right, but good night, punk got them all right. All right, anyways. Oh. <laughs> Question four. Just waiting on you. <laughs> All right, here we go. On the hollow table, the holograms on some tables rotate. Are you freaking serious? Okay. On the hollow ta table, the holograms on some tables rotate. How many of the 15 clickable tables have rotating holograms? Whoever's closer will get two points. If a tie, each gets one point. This is from First Order Wookie. This is a pretty good question, actually. It is, because it's one of those, do you pay attention to in inanimate shit? Alright. I have my answer. Is it zero? Did you put zero? No. <sighs> what did you I've knocked put? over my paper? I haven't put anything yet. Just give me a second. Why did I tell you that then? Jesus. I don't know. I asked you, you answered. That's the way things work, I uh -huh. guess. Does that spin? Does that even fuck? Does anything fucking spin? Things spin? What? Two do. You know, I'm keeping with the ones I have. Kay. What do you got? All right. I put six of them. Holy crap. What did you put? Oh, I didn't write them down. Well, you gotta tell me what they are. No, I don't. It says how many of the 15 clickable so ones just rotate. guess a number? I put Cantina and Arena. That's okay, all I have. I believe Arena, Cantina, Shard Shop, Shipments, and the Mod Store. I'm pretty certain all of those rotate. And then I am not... I think Ships might, and I think Guild might, but I'm not for sure. I'm pretty sure Data Cards does I thought I, I, I thought Ships might, but I didn't write it down. So we'll see. You put six, I put two. Okay. What do we got? The answer is... Holy shit. Ten. 
10. All rotate except guilds, mod battles, light side, dark side, campaign, and ships. I didn't know there were 15 of those damn things. I didn't know they all rotated. What the hell? So I get two points. That makes it seven to four. It is seven. Okay. My math. I was trying to do the math in my head. It was hurting me. You're not good with the math. Don't do that. However. I have to. I'm down. It is time for... Question number five. It's a lightning round. So the real question is, anyone still watching that has a QR code reader? Excellent question. I don't even have the chat up anymore. There we go. I'm willing to bet no one is watching right now with a QR code reader. Hmm. Well, you and you will have to stomp me in the lightning round to win, because I am up by three. Well, we know how this works now, right? We talked to Tesh. You miss one, I have a chance to steal your exactly. point and then get my own point. That is correct. Totally fine. No one is here to correct us. That's the that's the crappy part. It'll be fine. We'll, we need to real. We'll get through it. We really need to get Tesh's Skype account and just call him while he's sleeping <laughs> to, to do these lightning rounds. Not a terrible idea, actually. All right, plus one point for each, plus more after the other loses. For lightning rounds, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's what it literally says there. Let's do this. Here we go. I'm losing. I go first. Name a debuff that it can be inflicted by a bounty hunter. Thermal detonator. Damage over time. Who? Who does that? Boba? Yes. Expose. Who does that? Zam. Ability block. Okay. Speed down. Who does that? Dingar. I'm gonna go I think with. He does it on his second special. The same one that gives tenacity down. Alright. Hmm. Stun. Which one of them stuns? Cad Bane. Nice. That's a pretty good answer. (laughs) 
Now that matters, we've gone back and forth this whole time. I need to make up three freaking points, so. I'm going to go with offense down. And who does that? I believe Dangar does. I believe he does three debuffs on that ability. And I believe they are tenacity down, O down, and speed down. I don't believe that, but we'll see what happens as we go on. What else do I got? What else do I got? Um, so, Tesh put five answers each. Uh, I think we should go past four. Just because. Well, I'm at four. You're at four, so... Yeah. We can both do one more, I guess. At least. Won't matter. You're going to win. So... Uh, although, I don't think offense down is one. Who else are the bounty hunters? Who am I missing? Who's the shittiest one? IG86, who doesn't do one. He does do one. He does ability block. Does he? Interesting. On his AOE. Um, but you've already said that, so it doesn't well, matter. That's IG88, and that's ability block... Uh, yeah, it's a building. You said IG88. I, I said IG80. Did I? I meant 86. He's not a bounty hunter. Oh, never mind. Then. You're killing me, Smalls. Sorry. You just gave me an answer, though. Thank you. Great. <laughs> um, I'm thinking gotta give me a second. I can't even think of more than four bounty hunters at this point. Dengar, Greedo, Boba. Uh-huh. Dengar, Greedo, Bebo, IG-88. Zam. Chad Bane. Oh, Zam. We're like covered all the fuck... Covered all the debuffs. Censored. Maybe, maybe not. I feel like defense down is one. God damn it. Fuck! Yes, that's one that IG88 does. That's the yeah. one you gave me. What do you got? there's one that Zam does and I cannot think of what it is. No. I think there's a sp another one on her third on the second special that does something but I can't remember what it was. But I mean we covered most of the debuffs already. What, uh, what, what oh. is left? I think she does evasion down. Alright, well, here's the thing. We have no idea how these answers went. They've all been said, 
So, Tesh, when you listen to this, you get to tell us who got what right and who got what wrong. Sounds good. The odds are Wink has won again. Hopefully. Screw FML. Um, so there's that. <laughs> but that's fine. It's whatever. I don't care. All right. Pull these answers up. Oh, there's answers. Here we go. Okay. Well, I guess we don't need. We don't need them. All right. So we might dot. be able to determine this ourselves. Dot. We have dot for uh, Boba and Dingar. Okay. Got... You said dot. Yep. So you got that one. Ability box for Boba got and IG88. That's you again. Stun, Cad and Dengar. That was me. Tenacity down for Dengar. That was you. Slow, Dengar. There's no slow. Oh, speed, speed down. down. Yeah. There we go. Thermal detonator. It's Greedo and Zam. That was me. Defense down, IG88. That was me. Expose, Zam, that was me. And evasion down from Zam, that was you. Alright, so. You would have got. I got five, you got four. And you would have got a double turn after your. with your defense down. Which probably would not matter. No, it wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed evasion down. But you can take evasion down off because you wouldn't have got to guess that one. That's fair. That's fair. So. So I got four to your three. No. Yep. I got one, three, two, three, which takes four, me to five. ten. I got five to your three. You got five, which takes you to nine. Which yeah, means I figured. the final score of ten to nine. Dude. It's like football season. It's like I'm the Packers and you're the Lions. Just just keep on winning. Those Packers that lost twice to the Lions last year? The Dan that owes three punishments? Well, that's fine. I, I just don't want to put false information out there about the Lions and the Packers. because Three punishments? Hey... We didn't. Last year was an anomaly. We didn't have our quarterback. Let, let's let's look at going forward. I'm not going to argue this point with you because I'm <laughs> done with it. Everyone has injuries. Whatever. You would have excuses if Stafford was injured. You know it. And I would understand not now because we have Matt Castle. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that that's a good point. Well, um, you know what I want from you next week? What do you want from me? I want your Swugga parody song. Well, what about yours? I'm working on mine. Mine will be done next week. Mine will be ready. Okay, cool. Then we're doing it. We're doing it live. Well, we're not doing it live. We're going to record it and then send it in. And we'll play it live. Yes. Sounds right. good. Swug up parody punishment next week, and then I still owe two somehow. And so if y'all have great ideas or just stupid stuff you want to see or hear Dan do, please let me know. I I want some really good answers. I am this. I'm here for your pleasure. <laughs> give, give me 
Give me all the punishments. I'm I love it. Perfect. Cannot wait for this. It's gonna be very exciting. I live for your pleasure. Not you, everyone else. Stop stop it, Wink. I wasn't gonna say anything. Alright. Well, that pretty much covers this episode of the Shattered Order podcast. You can check us out on patreon.com slash shattered order or twitter.com slash shattered order. Join our Discord, discord.me slash guess what? Shattered Order. Um, you can go hey, to shatteredorder.com to check out all of our content, all of the places to find us and everything. Got some roster reviews that will be posted this weekend. So if you're a Patreon, go check that out. If you want to listen to the roster reviews, which I think are really good, uh, they give a lot of updated recent information. As far as, you know, who you should be farming and how to build your roster and stuff like that. So if you want to check that out, go become a Patreon at patreon.com slash order and you can check those out there. Did I miss I anything? agree. A lot of good stuff there. Yes. All our, you know what? Just check out all our content. If I were to say one thing that I really want everyone that listens to this podcast to do, every single person. I'm telling you, everything that happens in this game, outside this game, in my guild, outside my guild, everything, all I care about is this community. Please, please, please go to discord.me slash shattered order. Join our Discord channel. Come hang out with us. Come talk all you want till your heart's desire is fulfilled. It doesn't matter how much you talk. Everyone will listen. Everyone in our Discord loves to talk about this game. We love talking about this game. I love our Discord. I love talking to all you guys. So please go check that out. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. That is the biggest thing. The community in this game is the biggest thing to, to me, to a lot of people. So please come hang out with us. Other than that, we're almost approaching or might have passed our longest episode ever. I don't even know anymore. Oh, definitely. Episode 92. Yeah. We're getting really close to episode 100. We're going to have to figure out something freaking crazy to do for episode 100. And I guarantee you that we will figure that out. But as we go, episode 93 next week, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Please come hang out. I drank too much. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Good night. Later. And I am going to leave you guys with this. I love smashing ass. Oh, yeah. Go smash that ass. Big tip might make it hard to smash that ass. Smashing that ass. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.